Hey everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. It's at the crossroads of entertainment, Hollywood in Highland. We've been talking about it for a while. If you haven't been yet, may I suggest that you do so as soon as possible. Because, quite frankly, you'll never find a better evening and because you listen to this podcast, you are going to get a buy one, get one free entry to the auditorium. That's right. All you have to do is mention Star Trek The Next Conversation, and you will be given a buy one, get one entrance to the auditorium after 5.30 p.m. Oh, what a way to spend an evening, you guys. There is so much in there for you to believe or not. Just tell them Matt and Andy sent you. That's the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium at the Crossroads of Hollywood and Highland. The Crossroads of Entertainment. Here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Here we are. We are doing a podcast about Star Trek. If you're new to the podcast, what took you so long? If you're old to the podcast, we're sorry. You've endured a should lot I, for should us. Should I reverse that? No, either way. We're sorry to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, Andy, what a weekend. Oh my gosh. We were at Star Trek Las Vegas. I gotta STLD. tell you. This guy, he is the king of Star Trek Las Vegas. No, you know, no, that's except Patrick for Stewart. Except for the, except for the regular guest uh, <laughs> and the writers. And yeah, I mean, look, everybody, everybody who's an invited guest on the panel, sure, better than me. Yes, but outside of that, king of Las Vegas. <laughs> outside of that, king of Star Trek Las Vegas. It was, uh, it was great. It was my first Star Trek convention in decades. Is that true? Yeah, I hadn't been since I was like ten. Oh, what a way to return! Yeah. I assumed that you had been doing this for a long time. Doing what? No, Bo. I don't know. Paneling? And no. That was my first uh, moderating a Star Trek panel. Oh, my gosh. You crushed it, pal. Oh, look, you know, sometimes you're given a gift, and one of those gifts is a trip to Las Vegas <laughs> Yes. Uh, that you drive yourself out for. Uh-huh. You, 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 you pay a lot of uh, costs in slot machines. Again, that's not required. Well, that's, yes. that's on me. <laughs> it's like that's your own choice, and he sucked me into his slot oh, machine God. hole. I'll we tell you that much. We had a disastrous time of gambling, which is Ugh. why we like to thank our patrons. I took a major hit this weekend. <laughs> and I really pin a lot of it on you. It's my decision as an adult, but you really. 
he finally explained like every time he went to go play slot machines i'd be like explained it you just started playing a game of thrones one that's the fault the fault is the game of thrones that is true and thank thankfully the lord of the rings game is not as fun as the game of thrones game (laughs) the game of thrones game is awesome got all this dragons flying around it's a very large machine daenerys is pretty faces showing all over the place and Tyrion's telling me I'm doing well. Tyrion's pretty face pops up on the bottom. And, uh, He's got the bottom reels. And I hit a lot of jackpots, you guys. Got the, you got the House of Stark in the middle there. That's right. I never John hit one of the special... I guess I hit the wall, but I didn't hit the... Uh, there's a, there's a, there's one for, for dragons. Yep. And then you got you to... Oh, I was right, by the way. It is the... You hit the dragons, and that's the multiplier. Well, then she was right, right? Who? The lady that looked at the side of the machine like she could see something. <laughs> There was a lady who was looking <laughs> sideways at the machine when these coins come up that you got to pick the special ones. I really... I, I tried that, and I saw nothing. i got to say, I really love the way uh, superstitious old ladies play slot machines. <laughs> they will touch the machine in weird ways. They'll do sure. all kinds of things. And, uh, don't you do frankly, that stuff with, like, craps or whatever? No, I mean, I, I don't. You don't have a special thing? A special... Uh, you know, I well, I have data uh, crush the dice in a certain way, and yeah, then at the end, I buy the hotel. Could have used data. We're the week, foreign man. investors, Andy. Yeah, we're of course talking about the great episode, the Royale. Man, that's a bad episode. What if people think that that's what we're talking about right now? They're like, "Oh no, did I listen to the wrong episode?" <laughs> no, guys, we're talking well, about Sarek today. This um, is a hell that Matt and I cannot escape from, which is our own lives. Should we? Uh, talk about meeting our wonderful face groupers in the face group section of the podcast? Sure, of course. Yeah, well, then there you go. So uh, we met a few of you, and we'll, we're going to talk about it in a bit. But up to anything... What are your, what's your main takeaway from the Star Trek weekend, Andy? Oh, God, so many things. Um, first of all, some of you may have seen on the uh, in the Instagram stories, uh, I kept having the impulse of like, oh, Matt's talking to uh, John Delancey. Matt's talking to <laughs> Gates McFadden. And uh, I realized I don't know that it's appropriate. And uh, people were saying, oh, no, it's fine. It is. It's fine. I feel we're like it's in a, weird. We're in a public place. I mean, these people, obviously, none of them have, nor will they ever listen to the podcast. But uh, just the same, I feel like uh, I've said things. Here's the thing. Met, met Frakes. Yep. Met Marina Sirtis. Yep. Uh, delightful. Just such delightful, irreverent people. And uh, I think it's cool to meet them because I don't think, in the end, they care what I say about their characters. No, no one cares at all. But I'm not sure that that's the same for all of these people. Look, I think they're. I think you know they have a an understanding of the of the material, and, and it it's truly it was really great to get up there. And I got to be honest with you, if you look for it on YouTube, I think the panel's up there somewhere. Oh, the whole thing. I think someone. Oh, that's not uh, inappropriately. Not to, yeah. But you, you should not see. do not search for that. There's one. Do not search for that. Matt is sitting there with uh, Frakes and uh, Marina and uh, and just uh, you know they've got their they've see, got their. You do it too. I give. I will say someone's last name and then someone's first name when I only when Sirtis I'm talking is about just Star an Trek. Awkward people, name to say. It's so odd. No, it's not that it's an awkward name. And it's just Lavar like, is a better name to say than Burton. Right. So it was Frakes, Sirtis, yeah. Frakes, Marina, and Lavar. Do you Frakes, say Delancey? You say Delancey. I've never said. Gates, you would say first, because it's a more interesting name. Well, Gates McFadden, that was my first time meeting her. And we all we all probably always say Patrick Stewart. We say neither his first name nor his Sir last Patrick name. Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick is really like what I hear the most, I think. Right. Sir Patrick. 
Sir Patrick. Um, I can't believe we missed that. That is the, to me, guys. We that is uh, the downfall of the whole weekend. We weren't there for the big announcement. I could have been backstage for that. I could have all sorts of things could have happened. And uh, quite frankly, I was at the hotel. Ugh, Didn't even know worst. what was happening. Here are the things that are the worst for me. Um, missing that. Yeah. Not missing, missing, um, saying Miss, hello missing to Miss, Missy Elliott. <laughs> missing Missy Elliott's had a great performance <laughs> with a Star Trek theme parody song. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It was really great. <laughs> and, um, um, I, I could have met Seven of Nine, could have met Jerry Ryan. Somehow I wasn't there for that. All she the also, old... she might, she also might have only been there like Thursday. Oh, that that because it was true. Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, I know Walter Saturday, Koenig Sunday. was there. I would have liked to have met him. Would Koenig. have liked to have met Koenig. Koenig. Well, I guess it's a good thing I didn't meet him. <laughs> I would have said his name wrong. And um, uh, George Takei nailed it. Yes, you didn't meet him. I saw him in the uh, green room as I was as I was looming. There was ver- several moments where I was looming in the green room. And I'm like, I don't belong here, and I don't want to start weirding these that's people out. So I get too. out. That's always. But my you do belong too. there. This is the thing, guys. They love him. <laughs> they love him. It really is crazy, as you know what my take is. <laughs> but <laughs> they, oh my God, these people could not love him more. I look. They sang I, happy birthday to him. The whole, I, the cast of Discovery spontaneously sang happy birthday to how him. Is, how is that not a, a culmination of a small dream? The cast of a Star Trek show <laughs> sang happy birthday to you. Look, I just, here's what I do. I, here's my goal up there. When I'm moderating and just when I'm around these people, only thing I want to do is make them feel comfortable. The end. That's want- it. And I think that they, you know, I treat them like human beings, and I think they appreciate that. I agree with that. And I, uh, the, the thing I was going to say about the uh, the Sirtis and Jonathan panel, <laughs> that's oh, even nice, more weird, nice, right? Nice. <laughs> um, am I saying Sirtis right? Yeah. Said the man with the Star Trek podcast. Um is uh, this, so they got their thing down and they're rat-a-tatting back and forth and they're incredibly charming, but there's not much for a moderator to do. And Matt is like watching and keeping it moving and picking his moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, Marina is uh, is uh, complaining about what was the movie? It was uh, <laughs> Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia Two, and how it's just it wasn't shot in Greece and just like that looks nothing like Greece. This was the worst. I couldn't believe it. I know Greece, and this is this is not what Greece looks like. And Matt, what do you say? <laughs> I said, you know, uh, Neil Armstrong used to say the same thing when he was watching Star Trek. <laughs> That's Bring. not space. <laughs> Brings the house down. Crushed. That was <laughs> really uh, nice. Weirdly, just felt like, how is this? How do I? I, I just was like, well, that's the joke. How do I? Where do I say this joke? <laughs> and really I found great. a spot and I did it and then I backed off. And I let I, that go. Yeah. And then they just kept going. It was going. great. And I think they both <laughs> both were almost because they're both used to carrying just all, them, all yeah. the weight of these appearances and they both almost like stopped and were like oh there's another funny person up here with us <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no, shocked. I, I was just i will just say that I, I got so many compliments from people about uh the panels that uh, i was doing and i really appreciated it and again what i said to all of these people is like i'm just there literally all i'm there to do is make sure everyone's comfortable and that includes the audience and the people that are asking the questions can I? <laughs> I, have, I have a bunch of things to say. Do, do, do can we? Should we load this all up at the top of the about the the, the convention? I guess this is where yeah, we would no, say this it. is where we would talk about it. Okay, here's here are my reflections. One thing is, um, 
um, Matt uh, <laughs> was fascinating. I think I was only recognized by like two or three people out of all the people that were like rolling up to Which Matt. Which is a big amount for people who have just heard your voice on the podcast. That is true. You I wonder what, I mean? what the reality is. So they would have is. to look and they, you know what I mean? And, and I almost certainly those were people in, in the face group. Um, I should hope so. And uh, and they were that was delightful. Um, and then the rest of the time, it's so interesting walking because I walk around with you a yeah. lot and yeah. just like oh he's this he's a celebrity here, and he is the most gracious to the point where it really was irksome to me. Wait, <laughs> like, why? This is how you treat other people? <laughs> you don't know these people. You're being a, the nicest person on earth to them. You're you're kind of also I couldn't. I literally couldn't even get into the conversation circle. Like, both them and Matt were so in love with each other that I was boxed out. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I have a Star Trek podcast, and maybe that means nothing. Uh... <laughs> Maybe there are new people who f saw us there and were like, let's check out that podcast, and, and maybe they're listening now. I hope so. We foolishly... Case, next week, uh, or next year, rather, we'll say hello to Andy. Sure. In keeping with uh, with our disorganization, we had all these cool stickers and cards that we had tried to prepare and didn't get it out in time. Yep, we did not. Um, so we didn't gain any new fans that way. Um, and then the... Uh, the other thing I was going to say was... How cool it was. Oh, here's what I was going to say on behalf of Matt. Feel oh. free to cut this out if oh, you boy. don't want, if you want to. Um, but uh, for those of you who see After Trek, and, you know, at a certain point, he was, like, going down a row of people just giving, like, they were offering high fives because they'd seen After Trek, and they loved him on After Trek. <laughs> there were at least five people that came up to him and went on a three-minute run of, you know, when I saw you on After Track, I really thought, I don't like that person. I don't like this. I don't like what he's doing. This is no good. And it just like for like three minutes, I'm like, what is going on? And uh -huh. then they would go, and then you came around, and I realized, oh, yeah, he really knows he's good at this. He knows what he's doing. And I'm like, you don't need to tell him that, they, folks. Look, if you're, if you're in a social situation and you're a little um, not, uh, if you're a little like the rest of us and uh -huh. a little awkward here and there, uh -huh. if, you're, if you've got a little bar Sparkly in you, sure, uh, or a little Tilly. Yeah, uh, you don't really know what the nicest thing to say is, but you're saying it, and I know that the I know all whenever when I'm listening to it, I know I, I can always feel that it's coming from a good place, so sure. I always let them say it. <laughs> yeah. And you uh, had to endure a long, a long, long moments in that where I was just sitting there going, "What is happening?" Right? He's like giving this person, giving Matt a full critique sometimes. before he gets to the. And I really enjoy yeah. it now. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if I had time, if I was like, if I had like a like wasn't rushing off to go to another panel or something, I would then say to the person. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And just, you know, I get it. Because the first episode, look, I didn't know I had the job until the Thursday before the show. And it was on a Sunday. And yeah. I didn't read it until, you know, and I would just say this stuff to them. they go, oh, wow, that explains it. <laughs> 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 that explains it. Oh, God. Oh, that's why you were terrible. But yeah, I was, see. But it was, uh, it was truly a lot of uh, a lot of fun and such otherwise gracious. sweet people, and yeah. I really oh such everyone we ran into. Other than even even the people who were, who were critiquing you were so nice. Yeah, everyone. I think I think 
but I, I don't know. Everyone says that our blah, blah, blah fans are the nicest fans, but yeah. I really think Star Trek fans are the nicest fans. And there were some moments in the Discovery panel. Um, Very touching moments. You, oh, gosh. You, I really, that was, I think that was your triumph. Uh, the, in oh, terms of like, that was like the different colors of. Trek. Yeah. And I have, you know, all Mary Wiseman was Mar- killing yeah. it. Mary's mm. so funny. But like, and having Wilson and, and, um, and Anthony and Shazad there, who I've done After Trek with a few times. Yeah. So there was like, we all had a rapport. Yeah. Um, and it was just really nice to get back out there at the desk. And like, it really did feel for me like it felt like a big After Trek season wrap up. It was so comfortable. And also, it was like they were talking basically about, you know, and I intellectually, I think, as I was watching Discovery, was, was impressed with the diversity and, the, yeah. and et cetera, um, and the progressiveness. But uh, the, having them, hearing them talk about, you know, uh, having it was something that I never thought about that Wilson was talking about was uh, that it's not just to out gay characters on Discovery, but. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's played by two gay actors, which it never occurred to me is very unusual very in Hollywood, rare, yeah. which is crazy. I know. Um, and uh, and you did the other nice podcast with the the with Gersha and the crew, uh, the the bridge crew. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> you call it a podcast? It was a panel. A oh, panel, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the some of the bridge crew of Discovery who I'd never had on After Trek, which was good, except for Sam. Did you have Did you have Sarah Minich on the on the on After, After Trek? Trek? No, oh. none of the bridge crew made it out. So I that was, was the, very that happy was the only to, like, bridge crew them. member that I wanted to be introduced to. Well, and it happened. <laughs> and I thought I did very well in that conversation. I thought sparks were flying between me and Sarah Minich. And then uh, she brought her, her, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, very <laughs> yeah. early. She was, it was very, very early. early in that conversation. <laughs> Almost instantaneous before I came and walked up to her. <laughs> but you know what? Secunda wears people down. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Secunda should just focus on being a just an all-around nice dude. <laughs> Whatevs. <laughs> anyway, great job, pal. Uh, if you'd like to be worn down by Secunda, please write to us at Star Trek TNC at Gmail. No, wait, you can't That's do wrong. that. Star Trek TNC pod at, at gmail.com. Sorry, at Star Trek TNC. I'm trying to get the business out here for oh, some reason. Did you want to do that? At Star Trek TNC yeah. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also email us, Star Trek TNC at gmail.com. And of course, uh, you can uh, harass Andy personally on Twitter. It's at Andrew Secunda. No, that's, uh, my Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My Twitter <laughs> is at Secunda. It's uh, not a good, not you good wanna, branding. Do you want to take back those compliments? Uh, toward, toward, toward me and my smoothness. No, well, I, this is the podcast. <laughs> this is this is what they tune in for. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, for Hales, it's 816 Trek TNC. And our Patreon. Um, is uh, com forward slash Star Trek TNC. I got to tell you, we're not if there yet. If you want yet. bonus podcasts, if you want uh, your name uh, shouted out on the on the podcast, etc. Yeah, we're not there yet, but uh, I've heard from Guinan yeah. that the president's circle today, very full. Oh, really? They're worried that they can't replicate enough macaroni and cheese. Oh, everybody in the buffet line. Yeah, I hear it's great in there. It's a uh, lobster mac and cheese. Wow, I think. Wow, so yeah. much fun! By the way, I think I had three three days in a row of surf and turf. <laughs> I'm really killing myself slowly. Hey, maybe quickly. You know what? It was worth it. It was. We went to Hell's Kitchen, Matt and I. For yeah, his, for the and bo- Dory for the boys' big B day. My birthday and was Dory. Sunday. Very nice to see everybody, uh, and to go to Hell's Kitchen. And now that I've been to Hell's Kitchen. 
I don't have to go back to Hell's Kitchen in at Caesar's Palace. It wasn't. Look, I loved. I, I'm a big fan of the show. Yeah, loved the decor. It's it's very similar to being at the actual uh, television taping. Uh-huh. Uh, the beef Wellington was delicious, but uh, I think I still prefer Gordon Ramsay steak to all other Gordon Ramsay restaurants options in Las Vegas. I'm sad that I didn't go this time. I would like to go to that. Well, that's where I tried to get us all to go. Uh, oh, really? When we were there with the um, with the with Goldbergs, the, with the Goldbergs, but yeah. we uh, let Aaron handle that. So we went to Mamafuku and had, quite frankly, the longest meal of our lives. And not no that one's satisfying. Fault. No one's fault. No, yeah. But very long. Very long. And not that great. However, I will say I went to... Were you just uh, describing the podcast or... The podcast? Very long and not that great. It does a uh, Star it does Trek TNC. Very long and not that great. <laughs> I think we got to put that on our cards. Someday. We do have um, a hot mess of a shell on the card. Yeah. And um, I did go to Momofuku Milk Bar and get myself a, a birthday cake milkshake. Oh, I had a birthday cake slice. Delicious. Not on my birthday either. I also had a DeForest slice against Matt's advice. Although Matt has it every time, and that shocks me. Well, I have it. Think about your season. I got to tell you, that is an abomination to the name DeFara. That, that DeFara's in Vegas? Yeah. I, well, I agree. Ugh, I agree. I mean, the, the old, worst. I, I just hope the old man's collecting a nice little. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I that. guess he's earned it. Okay, Andy. I suppose it's time to move on with our program. Okay. And I suppose that means someone's going to play a sound cue that isn't me. Wait, before you do. Oh, sorry. I don't know the order of this episode. <laughs> Should they watch this episode? Yeah, Sarek is a is a is a classic in face palming. Very good. You know, oh, like of course. That. Oh, that <laughs> a was a lot of that happening. Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about with that. Um, I made the motion of uh, face palm. Uh, someone trying to uh, palm strike someone else in the face, which happens all over this episode. Is it more than Riker? I just think that's how the that's how the extras fight. Like whoever the stunt choreographer there is, that's it, believes that um, is that punches, a Kirk move? Did it's he do the always face palm? a Starfleet. It's a Starfleet thing. Feels like that's a you 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 take a great risk of pushing that guy's uh, nose into his brain. I think that's what you're trying to do, is kill them. What? That can't be a Starfleet intention. I don't know. It's so interesting. We'll get to it. All right. Uh, So, yeah, watch Sarek, everybody, so you can hear about Andy Secunda's School of Specific Acting. (laughs) Uh, You got to open up the... You got to step over the the door to the Admiral's Club. Oh, we can't even start it yet, because we're not even in the club? Well, it's up to you. I forgot that that's what's first. I really did. I thought you just opened the hails first. I can't. so out of order. Wow. I am the worst at This is the problem with the Admiral's Club thing, because I'm waiting for you. Now it's been structured, so I'm waiting for you to step near the doors and open them. Here we are. Matt, how do they get into the Admiral's oh, Club? Oh, Andy, it's very simple. All I have to do is leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to keep it brief and uh, and uh, just welcome Paul Brisk oh into... Paul, thank you for the, being the only uh, person. This is so amazing. The um, Because we have a lot of United Federation of Planets President Circle... Um, Members? There was, oh God, members. I wish I They're could remember what that guy told me to say. No, he said something that had to do with, like, bringing a president in. I'm so sorry, whoever a- it was. Inaugural? 
Yeah, inauguration. They're, they're, anyway, they're the inaugural members of the United Federation. And anyway, we got a lot of people that I forgot in any event, uh, or didn't forget, but they were lost in the disorganization that is this podcast. Anyway, Paul Brisk wrote us, "Best podcast is best." Andy and Matt, specifically arranged in that way. Uh, hey, uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, are awesome, and I love the this podcast. You both brighten up my day, and it's hard to not laugh like a crazy person when I listen on my morning commute. Oh, that's weird that um, that you read this one. I ordered the names that way. Interesting. I read this one because Paul is the person who uh, drew the beautiful art, which you can see on the face group, um, of us, the cartoon of us. Wow. And this is how he repays us. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, wait. He's paying me. <laughs> I would say that, that that cartoon is the way he repays us because we both... It's incredibly flattering to both of us, I think, that cartoon. I think it's, it, it's more flattering to me. You think so? In the sense that I'm much more obese than that drawing. I think I'm much more bald than that drawing. No, you're not. All right. Well, whatever Look, the if case. you're going to draw your hair, I think that's how you draw it. I think you can go either way, and well, I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out. Look, Andy, I'm just I'm just excited to slide over past this door that goes nowhere. Uh-huh. And there's this door also. And then, you know what? Guess what? We better get in there. It's probably going to be a hustle, bustle, bustle. Okay. The first, oh, it's just so busy in here. The first member of the United Federation of Planets President Circle uh, who made a donation to us that I somehow lost track yeah, of. I mean, they're oh, all wow, just really? It's, it's just like crazy. Such in hustle here today. and bustle. There's got to be a ton of people in here. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, we're not even going to be able to say hello to everybody. We'll have to say hello to them at the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, no, we're going to do it in this portion. We're not this, saying all their names now. Not all 126 people. But are we doing the portion? I thought we were saving it for the no, end. No, no, no. I'm going to talk to them about it. Okay. Here's what's happening. All right. Maybe should I talk to them about it right now? Yeah, maybe. As we're entering? Sure. Okay, guys. Here's what's happening. We are going to uh, this first month. Oh, so much happening in this crowd. Sorry, guys. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, we're... Oh, my God. We are almost out of mac... Andy, we're out of mac and cheese. I want more mac and cheese. No. Yes, I know, sir. I'm the president. Hang I just on. said more mac and cheese. I will just... Yeah, I know. I but guess... Yes, thank you, sir. So Is there a shellfish in this? Is there I have shellfish? a shellfish. Oh, I have a no. shellfish allergy. You look like a shellfish. Is that weird? A little bit. <laughs> I look uh, a little bit like what? I just... I'm sorry. Uh, hang on a second. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and... Uh, I'll, 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 I'll get you some more mac and cheese, sir. Okay. Uh, Myra to Guinan, uh, where you need more mac and cheese in the president's circle. Myra out. Oh, boy, I hit it again. I don't even know who I'm talking to now. <laughs> We're going to get you some. Don't worry. Anyway, so, guys, here's how the president's circle is going to work this month. Uh, because you uh, wonderful people have signed up early and were first to go, we're going to go in chronological order of the presidents, and we're going to name. We're going to read the names over the course of this month. We're going to get to everybody's name who is a president circle member, uh, and then next month, what we're going to do is we're going to change it up a little bit. 
And that is, we're going to have this portion of the president circle. Everyone's really, it's very busy in here. It really is. <laughs> so, I, love the, I love the one sound effect guy that's going, it <laughs> sounds like the president guy. That's, that is probably the president guy. We just can't see him because it's so crowded. Um, I wonder if Guinan has to sort of break a wall down and open up some more room in here. <laughs> oh, boy. It is really just a lot happening. I like how we go. <laughs> He's like really coughing back there. It really did sound Slow like Slow down, him. sir. He's just, oh my goodness. I wish that this could loop forever. I just don't think it can. Anyway, that's how sound effects work. What was sound I saying? Effects. I here's, don't know. Here's what this is going to be. Should I read these first? Or you want you want to keep explaining? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to read everybody's in this portion of the president's circle this month. And then starting next month. We're going to pick five people to be in this portion of the show, and then we're going to go back into the president's circle at the end of the episode. Uh, sorry, lounge. Club? <laughs> what are we calling it? Place? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to open those doors one more time, uh, and we are going to read uh, all those names at the end of the show starting next month. But this, sir, calm down. But this month, we're going to read them all in this section. Do you want to somehow explain that clearer? No, amongst the, it's, it doesn't matter. Uh, the uh, uh, Give us some kind of a selection of five messages to read when we read the the names at the top. It's sort of like a little prize that they can win every every month. Whatever. We'll talk about it well, later. Well, then we'd have to message those people and say you're going to want to. You're going to be one of the five. Do you want? Any, do you want to say anything? Well, maybe we have everybody send in a message and then we'll select from those. <laughs> that sounds crazy. It certainly sounds like something we could never organize or keep track of. <laughs> anyway, long story short, uh, it's time for this United Federations of Presidents President Circle, and because Andy forgot some people who actually paid before the month cutoff, we're going to have to hear that first. Here we go. Charlie Ward, uh, noted Nick, an ex-football player, uh, sent us $1, and he says, Guys, I love the show, and I wanted to slip into the President's Club before Patreon establishes a neutral zone between your true devoted listeners and the rest of us cheap schmucks. (laughs) Keep up the shoddy work. We wouldn't have it any other way. Great. Um, uh, I'm going to say this as Thor... As Gearson. You couldn't say Borg in front of that? Borgther? Well, his name is Thor. Oh, see? all right. <coughs> so, uh, so there. $3.81. And he says, yes, I get to be the president. I'm the president. And just in time, if you were wondering about the amount I sent you, it should cover the cost of two large fries at McDonald's. I checked the menu, and the McRib is sadly not available. Enjoy, my friends. Thor, not the god. Sorry. John Harmon sent us $6.15, and he says, Hey, Matt and Andy, I'm one of the people who keeps making all those photoshops of you guys for the podcast. Thank you so much, John. Um, I wanted to squeak in under the wire for the President Circle before it goes Patreon exclusive. I'm sending $6.15 to represent my favorite episode of TNG, Season 6, Episode 15, Tapestry. Can't wait to hear what Andy thinks of that one. Take care. Um, missed slash passing star sh- starships in the night UFPPC from oh I'm sorry this is uh, wait a minute there we go yes uh, from Marcus Bees hi Matt and Andy 
Uh, my lame claim to fame is I suggested and named the prime corrective recurring segment in the early days of the podcast. It's downright sad. Barkley at a uh, party gazing at a plant sad. How much joy I get from you guys in this subject matter. Shout out to whoever came up with the catchy jingle, thus making it a recurring bit. I love this podcast. Thanks, Matt and Andy, Marcus and Phoenix. Why 808? I like the si- the symmetry. I guess he get us $8.08. Uh, Heath Kwerkshkin sent us $10.31 and he said, I just want to hear Andy pronounce my last name. (laughs) I'm sure I got nowhere close. And to tell you boys, the love I have for you is deep. Not like I look through your windows at night deep because stalking takes more effort than I'm willing to give, but you guys are the light that makes Mondays enjoyable for me and 12 other people. I think that's... uh, about to be proved or proven wrong, my friend. Michael Samet sent us $12.15 and says, Hey, Matt and Andy, the next conversation is a great way to start the week. In case you're wondering about the random amount, $12.15 is $17.01 in Australian dollars. Andy, I have to concur with Damien from Brisbane. Please, no more Australian accents. Oh, boy. Um, and uh, that is the uh, president's circle, my no, friend. No, it's not. We oh. have to do the real people right, who totally actually forgot. did it through the system. You're right. And he threw a list away and thought, you know what? I By the way, someone pointed out to us, we were wondering about the PayPal and continuing the PayPal and et cetera, et cetera. Apparently, there is a button on Patreon where you can decide to pay whatever amount. Like, it can be a dollar, it can be whatever amount. So just give all your donations if you wish to just throw a, a tiny amount towards us or a, a sizable smaller amount uh, just do it through Patreon alright Andy this is the real deal now Okay, these are our patrons and now in case you're wondering when we're going to get to your name we're actually going to read them in the order in which they signed up to support this podcast isn't that exciting and appropriately our yes. first entry is from Command Master Sergeant Chief Petty Officer Robert Garrison, who uh, created and runs uh, the Facebook group, the Face Group. Um, thank you, Robert, for being our first yes. Patreon entry. And now uh, we're going to get through all Lieutenant. of these names by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this first, first batch, you were the earliest uh, signer-uppers. So here we go. Uh, Kelly Newman. Jeffrey D. Hansen. Christine Palmer. Welcome to the club. Adam Zed. Hello. Sky Wilson. How you doing? Katya Woolishin. Oh, got real quiet in here for Katya. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to hear the rundown. <laughs> Robin Larson. Diane M. Martin. Oh, Diane's great. Drew Parkinson. Uh, Luke Morgan Rowe. Kamal Abul Hazen. Sean Russell. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, we're going to mispronounce some names poorly. But I believe when you fill out your name on Patreon, you can phonetically spell your name in there as well. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Uh, Christopher Makowski. Ian Buckley. Andrew Hook. Chris Love. J.D. Cohen. Uh, Linnea Thunsel. Oh, so nice to see her again. Chris Casimiro. Uh, Chris Needswides. That has to be wrong. Needswides? <laughs> ben McClarty. No, see, it's got to be separate because I, it's I-E followed by I-E. You know what a clever I-E. person did is he wrote he wrote his name, his, his regular name, and then he wrote his name phonetically in quotes after it. You so know who's more a clever? Caroline Land, because uh, I could read that very easily. Well, <laughs> just <laughs> smartly had an easily pronounceable name. Yes. What if her name is Caroline Land? Oh, no. Uh, Neil Studd. Sean Corgan. 
Lynn Perdue. Uh, that's Cosmo Moore coming up in the in the rear over here. How you doing, Cosmo? Um, Martin Hedegaard Peterson. James Gilly? Possibly. <laughs> Question mark. Jonathan Wentz. Oh, uh, the president's circle is ripe with a lot of good, good people. So... Uh, Thank you, and welcome everyone to oh, the United Andy, Federation of Presidents. I'm going to read about. Uh, I'm going to read. Oh, we got more. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read a few more here. Okay. Frederick Roa. I'm going to say that because there's two eccentric views on the name, and I'm going to read Roa like the hockey player. Josh Pritchard. Cameron Harris. James Baker. Tom. I'm going to say Kelsel. That's how I would say it. Ryan Darley. Hang on. Tom Kelsel is like a great name for. A Star Trek character. It does feel close to Tom Paris, who I also met. Yes. And due to my face blindness, did not recognize Had until after a conversation with him. We talked about directing on TV and everything else, and then uh, we walked away, and, he, and Matt was like, do you know who that was? And I was like, no. That's uh, one of your favorite characters from uh, one of your favorite shows, Voyager. Uh, Ryan Darley. Um, I've lost track where we are. Oh, you uh, just read the following name. It's a one name only. I think I said Ryan Darley, but oh. it's Zach. Yeah. Jeff Gannon. Ron LeBlanc. Brent Allard. Mike Gaylord. And our final member for this week is, of course, David Erickson. Good old David Erickson. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's just jump down three more because those are the first two days of this uh, thing being open. So, of course, that'd be Sandra Mahler. T Tina Rauschio and Derek Atkinson. Way to go, guys. You are the uh, inaugural class of the Patreon. If you haven't heard your name yet, but you've signed up, guess what? We're going to go back into this room next week. But right now, we got to get back into that Admirals Club because that's the order of the show. And quite frankly, I've lost the door sound effect because what more could you want from this show? But some very messy sounds. Oh, Andy, it was very... I can't believe how much mac and cheese I just saw got wolfed down in there. Those, those, uh, those folks really like to enjoy life fully. They really wolfed 359 to that. No, we're not up to that, are we? <laughs> well, we will be in like two episodes. <laughs> um, we're still in the Admirals Club, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I only heard one door close okay. behind me. Oh, you're saying we should get out of here, too? Well, if we want to start the podcast, we yeah. should. Do we? I so hate how we, I don't like how we don't do the hails in here. We can if you want. Should we just do the show from the Admirals Club from now on? No, no, no. we got to get after the hail. Here's my thought. We do okay. everything up through when we start talking about the episode. We then leave the Admirals Club. Up through. So what what order are you suggesting? So I'm saying once we do this day in Trek is the start of our hallway time. That is the way it is. Well, then we just left the Admirals Club. We're now we're in the hallway. Right. And that's when we, we do no this day hails? in Trek. Oh, the hails. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I see. So you're saying do the hails in the Admirals Which Club. Which I thought we always did. No. <laughs> Again, there is a flow chart that right. we both have not read. <laughs> we have not read. No, but the way it works is we close out the Admirals Club because the United Federation of Planets, because of the dumb geography, <laughs> is is uh, through the Admirals is Club. In, is beyond the Admirals Club. Yeah. Then we have to come back through the we, Admirals yeah, Club. Yeah, which we just did. And then we have to leave the Admirals Club, which is both a segment and a geographical place. Ugh. 
to start the hail. So if you want to do the hails, we haven't even gotten close to the face group yet. I know this is gonna be. I'm putting the the face group inside the hails, though. To me, that's that's hailing frequencies open as part of face group. Okay. Well, then I'll allow it. All right. Captain, we are being hailed. Matt. By the way, what episode, whoever made that, what episode is that from? Because Data sounds so confused. He does. He sounds like, wait, what? Captain, we're being hailed. Maybe it's in one of those ones where they went to another dimension. Oh, I like it. One of those ones. Um, Okay. They're just trying to get the uh, time uh, infinity stone from Doctor Strange. It's possible. Um, Somebody was asking me. Yes, I've seen it. I just watched it last night. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What do you think? We're going to talk about it in a Patreon episode. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Hollow Pursuits um, from Chur says, uh, Hey, Andy, if a transporter tech fucked with someone and transported them into a hollow deck copy of where they thought they were going, how long would it take for them to figure it out? P.S. If the Patreon system is encouraging these long episodes, then it is money well spent. Well, glad you feel that way, Chur, because I don't Look, know that we have control over it. Here's the deal. Our show, I know people worried we'd get shorter yeah. when Patreon started. We somehow have gotten much longer. Like, our average time, I think, has gone up by 15 minutes. Is that not... I felt like from you, it was you trying to give them their money's worth, even though... You give know, them their no money's worth? Yeah, but it's still, you were you were responding to the I'm support like, of the show. I am... Proving to all of our listeners, and yes. we do love all of our listeners, including the people who are not in that circle we just went into, that the show doesn't change. We're not giving you less content. You're getting the same amount of content, if not more, and quite frankly, you're going to have to deal with it, everyone. Maybe getting too much content. <laughs> um, anyway, this is, uh, if you want some more content, listen to this uh, voice hail coming in. Hi, Matt and Andy. This is Mike Mann. And oh, hey, Mike I Mann. I want to let you guys know as long uh, uh, as well as all of the other face groupers uh, that Josh Bald and I have started a podcast for the face group specifically. And you may be thinking, wait a minute, isn't our podcast the podcast for the face group? And yes, of course it is. But our podcast is a podcast about the face group, a way for the face group to know itself. We're conducting interviews with members of the face group uh, indiscriminately. So any member of the face group is welcome to be on our show. I wanted to pass that along to the audience in case they hadn't seen our posts. And uh, go check out the face pod, uh, as it's called. And links are in the face group. Uh, Otherwise, if you want to go to the website, it is uh, Google site and the address is simple. I'm clearly vamping for time. You see this okay, here he's actually, I gotta say, he's... Google.com. Oh, sorry, say that again. U slash S-T-T-N-C face pod. Oh, come on, bro. Dot Google. Okay, here we go. It's sites.google.com slash view slash S-T-T-N-C face pod. All one word. So, uh, if you want to check it out, check it it's out. probably easier to just go to the uh, Facebook group. We love you guys. Uh, we'd love to have you on the FacePod. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Come at us, bro. We'll there be on that FacePod. Um, yeah. Very, very delightfully meta. We actually had a, an idea for me interviewing our friend and co-worker, uh, David Garacio. Um, Does he listen anymore? I can't imagine. He still continues no. to listen. It's insanity. 
who's never seen an episode of Next Generation. Well, you don't have to see an episode. We play the whole fucking thing. I guess that's true. It's crazy. And so that is, that in addition to uh, to our Pointless Podcast, the Pointless Podcast that has been built uh, on top of ours, which is this FacePod podcast, um, there may be also a subsequent bonus podcast uh, with Dave Garasio where we talk about his 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 uh, his feelings and and perceptions of what Star Trek is, not having seen it and only listening to our podcast. I got to imagine what I can't I can't wait to figure out what I just want to hear him describe what he thinks is happening. Yeah, like what describe what do you think it What do you think Jordy looks like? Like yeah. just like these kinds of things. It'd be fascinating. And they were and we've we've kicked around. Should we call that talking conversation? Should we call that uh, after after Trek after TNC? After TNC, is that another way to go? Um, all right, that's all the hails. Thanks, Andy. Sorry, pal. It's not even getting... Just getting started. Um, okay, so I already read that one. Don't have to do that For someone one. who wastes so much time, a.k.a. me, uh-huh. I really do find the hail bag to be too long always. Do you? Well, then I maybe do. you I should do. hear this voice hail. I'm sure it's... Hey guys, Damien from Brisbane. <laughs> just, uh, just a thought. I, uh, I did some work, and you know, firstly, congratulations on the longest episode ever. But I actually graphed and went back through all the episodes and calculated the best way for you to save time on the podcast if you're worried about the length of each episode, and that would be for Matt to stop complaining about how long each episode is. I worked out very patiently. You can save approximately two minutes. And 33 seconds per episode <laughs> if Matt doesn't bitch about the length of the episode. All right. There you go, Matt. You know, something to not, think about. It's not out of my desire. I, we're in my home, in my office. I don't. I will be here after Andy leaves. It's not about me. I always just worry about other people listening. But apparently, if David's still listening. <laughs> yes. Although, in fairness, he may use it to drift out to sleep too. So <laughs> I can't. I can't speak to how much he's engaged. You know, the I whole did time. try to give him a meditation app that would help him sleep, and oh, yeah. uh, I might have been getting rid of one of our listeners inadvertently. Oh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> we need every ear. Amy Senders wrote us uh, two things that were referenced in Memory Alpha came up in your discussion on the most toys, and I thought you might find the background tidbits interesting. On a scene cut from the episode, in a scene present uh, in the script, but not in the final episode, Fajo sends Varia to test Data's sexual abilities. Did you know this? I did not know this, Andy. In which Data references his only sexual encounter from TNG uh, in the Naked Now. However, Data learns of Fajo's intent, leaving Varia utterly humiliated, which would later fuel her desire to betray Fajo in the con- climax, which is very interesting. <laughs> and then another part is on whether Data meant to kill Fajo. It does come out of left field. Fajo. Uh, when she turns on him, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's subtle because he's doing. The, it makes Data's uh, manipulation of humans seem even more subtle. Whereas yeah, if that I had don't, been, it like, would have like more a, blatant. I don't know if I buy it. Well, we went over that last week. Go pop back and listen to two hours and 46 minutes. On whether Data meant to kill Fajo, which was a thing we sort of debated, writer Sherry Goodhart's related, I asked Brent Spiner whether he thought Data purposefully pulled the trigger or not, and he was adamant that Data did fire the weapon, uh, which was my intent as well. Which is what I felt. Yeah. Um, I but agree. the powers that be wanted that kept ambiguous, so it was. If I had a chance to do it over, with all the experience I have behind me now, I would argue passionately for Data's uh, actions and their consequences to have been clearer and hopefully more provocative. Mm. Um, which I thought was really interesting. I think we got to the bottom of that. Uh, What's Sean, the help of your theory? 
Yeah. And uh, lastly, Sean... Oh, no, there was, was one after that. Sean Tucker wrote us, uh, just want to drop a quick line to tell you how I am enjoying the show. I was bummed I missed you guys at the Las Vegas Con. Uh, bummed to miss you too, Sean. But I was only there on Friday. Got yeah. to meet and hang out with a few members of the face group, which was one of the highlights of the con for me. I've included a short jingle from one of my favorite portions of the podcast. Uh, I hope you like it. And here it is. Is that's a deep dive by Andy? <laughs> that's, that's what we need more kind of genius. Pointless, actually, great pointless jingles. And then Ken Molay, because it sounds like you did one of these like um, high dives into a very small bucket of water. Because <laughs> <laughs> appropriately, my dives usually are disorganized and not that deep, so it's kind of a, an appropriate uh, thing. Anyway, uh, Ken Molay wrote us, um, uh, hey guys, or let's be honest, hi Andy, I thought you might need these mashup versions of current sound clips at some point, or not. At least they're short. Uh, Ken and Carrie, North Carolina, and here are two different jingles he sent us. It make perfect sense that... <laughs> and uh, here's the alternate version. It didn't make sense. I love that I can hear that our engine hum is behind is that. It, yeah. So we had to pull it off of our podcast. Obviously, I mean, I don't know where else you'd get that. Speaking of the engine hum, I'm not really. Maybe we should. I was thinking maybe we should bit. put things like the uh, Andy Scundis School specific acting sketch yeah, and stuff like that up on, on the our, bonus on our website. Yeah. Well, we don't have a website. Exactly. Why are you looking at me? I'm already I'm already booked up. I'm doing all these these stupid hails. No, they're don't great. We have hails. someone they're who going to do hails. our website? Uh, yes. <laughs> Although I don't know if she was going to take care of the website. She was going to just put it up for us so we could do nothing with it. Okay. But she is going to put up our merch store. Great. For which the President Circle will be able to use their discount someday. Um, all right, let's open up the face group. Do you, do you I, remember ha I have to be ready for that. You I can't know. just tell me that like the hails are done. But, well, that's the order every week. You, but like you know how many hails there are, and I drop don't. The, just Facebook, then drop the book and add group. Just Facebook. It's cleaner. Shit. Sometimes it's so late that I don't know if going literally into the face group for the live video is worth it uh-huh but i mean i guess i'll swing through you should do it uh, it's a feature it's the feature it is a feature everybody i really don't here. know how to get there right now here i'll kill some more time you don't have to kill any time i'm good at this computer access face group oh there we photoshop go. dandy with a cat who's that calling matt a twat just take a look. It's on Facebook. It's in our face group. Oh, wait, no, camera. And then go live. I hit I hit the go live button and then we're live. So, hi everybody. We're in the face group. Again, I think the highlight of the face group this week has to be all of the face group members that we met while we were in Las Vegas. It was truly a uh, fun time just sitting there and like uh, being able to like we sort of like focus grouped them we did in a way we're like yeah. so what do you like what don't you like what are we going to change 
Um, and uh, we did change some stuff. Look, a lot of people are saying uh, happy birthday to me. Uh, there's some uh, some Jaws uh, talk happening uh, in an ad because Google knows what I search. Yeah. Uh, but I'm in the face group now, and I just wanted to take a gander at what we got here. Uh, Star Trek Discovery Klingons will have a completely different look in season two. Uh, just want to say that sounds exciting. Who Man, knows what that looks going to be like? That I did. I talked about it on the panel with Glenn Hetrick, who uh, is one of the uh, wonderful uh, designers there. I think I noticed that there was a great prank. I think in the uh, was it on Twitter. I think it was in the face group where somebody somebody said that they announced that the Patrick Stewart new Trek show was going to be animated and uh, and uh, fooled a bunch of people who were very upset. <laughs> well, I'm, would you be that upset, though, if it was animated? Like, CG It would animated? be a little disappointing if you're if Patrick Stewart is coming back to Picard and then it's just going to be animated. I mean, you know, sure. Well, I'll take whatever content I can get. <laughs> okay. here's I'm going to answer Brian Hellman's theory here. He's got a theory. Brian's one of our face groupers. He says, uh, Matt isn't really a fan of sci-fi. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Matt. So, here's the deal. This face group segment went another 25, 30 minutes. Mostly of me uh, ranting about this post here. Uh, but I figured... Uh, because of the face group, it's already it's in the face group because we're doing it over video chat. If you really want to hear the entire thing, head on over there uh, to our Star Trek The Next Conversation face group uh, and take a listen over there. Otherwise, I figured we should just get back into the show. Otherwise, uh, I said otherwise twice there. Now three times. It would have been a three and a half hour episode of the podcast, which, quite frankly, that's too much. So, if you want to hear more, head over to the face group, have a listen. Uh, it's Andy and I doing a live video chat. Uh, and for the rest of you guys, here's the rest of the show. I think the a best lot of, gift a lot of we activity can give them, happened. That's true. The best gift we can give them is to get to the episode. Oh, so you mean we're going to talk about Sarek, which aired May 14th, 1990, Andy? We sure are. What was happening in that week? I'll tell you, Matt. Mm -hmm. Madonna reclaimed the U.S. radio crown with Vogue. Reclaimed it like as though she had had it previously for this song, or does that just mean she was back at the top? I don't remember. Did she have it before, and we just... Would we skip those days? I don't... I don't know. I don't remember if we've ever played it before. I don't think we have. I don't think we've played this before now. Well, in the UK, Killer by Adamski held onto its top spot. Uh, the Gold Coast by Nelson DeMille was a bestseller. And Pretty Women, Pretty Woman, Pretty Women should have been the sequel, like Alien and Aliens. Pretty Woman led the... Yeah, oh, I was thing. thinking of Little Women. <laughs> Little I was women. like, oh, that was the number one movie? That, that's interesting. <laughs> Little Pretty Women should have been the sequel to both those movies. Um, led the box office for a second straight consecutive week in its seventh week of release. Uh, entertainers Sammy Davis Jr. and Jim Henson both passed away. Oh, that's sad. Um, May 16th, 1990. Davis died at 64 while Henson was 53. Oh, wow. Is he that young? What crap. In a progressive move, the World Health Organization removed homosexuality from its list of diseases that happened in 1990. That's 
insane. <laughs> we live in an insane world and country. May 17th has since been calculated, celebrated as the uh, unofficial International Day Against Homophobia. Um, that's appropriate. Yeah. The Dow Jones average hit a record closing level of 2,821.53. Wow, it's at like 23,000. Um, interesting. Uh, Time Magazine's cover uh, featured the late Russian physicist and pacifist Andrei Sakharov with the caption, Sakharov, memoirs of a 20th century Sorry, giant. 25,628. That's what the Dow is at today as of this recording. And uh, Matthew Kirk tags on that the Enterprise D had a shuttlecraft named after Sakharov that appeared sporadically throughout the Next Generation series. It hasn't been at 23,000 since October uh, of, of 2017. This guy's a real wonk for the for the for the the Dow. <laughs> really, I really uh, love uh, some day trading, <laughs> some some uh, night trading. What if I was a night trader? That's, that's probably a thing. I'm saying it's not a thing, but it's probably a thing. Could be. Anyway, is that it? That's, that's it. What, that's what was happening that week? That's wow. all we got. Well, I'm delighted to tell you that uh, we can kill the Madonna after one quick up. Yeah. Mm. It's a catchy song. There's no taking it away from Madonna. Oh, my God. She's super talented. It's Madonna. How could she not be? Uh, one of the stars of the uh, one of Matt Meyer's favorite movies, A League of Their Own. You thought I was going to say Dick Tracy, didn't you? Or no, I mean, was... Did you think I was going to say Evita? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What did I just? I just unplugged. Oh, I unplugged your computer. No, no um, I, I think your computer. No, yours. Oh, my computer. Luckily, I didn't have to play sound effect at that moment. <laughs> Anyway, we should have had a sound effect ready to go when we talk about Madonna's movie career. <laughs> Vita sound effect. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Andy Skunda. Really doesn't, it doesn't fit. There's the ambic pantameters off, and they're Don't talking about Sarek, everybody. Secunda. You just yeah, skip the Andy. Yeah. Well, it's still not. Because it's a Argentina. Yeah. You're looking at four syllables. Nacho, can you come up with something for us? Don't cry for me, Matthew Myra. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only entertaining ourselves yet again. This is uh, Stardate 43917.4. Directed by Les Landau and written by Peter S. Beagle. Story by Mark Cushman and J Jake Jacobs. Of course, uh, Mark Leonard returning. Here we go. This is from Larry Nemechek's uh, Star Trek Next Generation revi uh, Companion Revised Edition. Larry was popping around the uh, convention. I did not get a chance to meet him. I, I think I had a chance, too, and I got distracted. As oh, I, I didn't have a chance. I think I passed his booth, and I was like, oh, I got to go over and say hello. And oh, he had his distracted. own booth? I think so. Oh, my God, I would have gone over there. It said Dr. Trek. Damn it. Next year. Renowned Ambassador Sarek of Vulcan is about to oversee the completion of his career's crowning achievement, the establishment of relations between the Federation and the Lagaran. But while being ferried to the meeting site aboard the Enterprise, Sarek weeps during a Mozart concert. The Vulcan has developed Bendai Syndrome, an Alzheimer's-like disease that can erode an aged Vulcan's emotional control. How is that like Alzheimer's? You get it when you're old? I suppose you do probably lose emotional control. 
Yeah. But I think of it more as a memory situation. Well, you lose your Look, faculties. I'm not going to question Larry. He's Dr. Trek. Sure. According to you. But he's not a... Oh, well, I didn't come up with it. I wonder who did brand him. I like it. Sure. Sarek unknowingly begins... What are our titles? Uh, I'd like to be Baron Von Trek. I think we're uh, Lieutenant Fuckface. Uh, Sarek unknowingly begins projecting his lack of control onto others. Wes and LaForge fight. Dr. Crusher slaps uh, her son. A brawl breaks out in Ted Forward, but Sarek's Vulcan and human aides remain in denial until Sakath, Sakath, that's, that's how he says it, right? Sakath. A young Vulcan right. admits he has been propping up Sarek's control uh, so the Lagaran mission could continue. Confronted by the fact that Picard and Picard's insistence that he face reality, Sarek erupts in a fit of anger that even he admits proves the captain's point. The Lagaran, uh, who have been dealing with Sarek for years, will talk only to him. So, as a last resort to avoid concealing the, uh, canceling the mission, the captain proposes a Vulcan mind meld. To share his mental control with Sarek during the negotiations. The Vulcan agrees, and Dr. Crusher braces Picard, who always wanted to know the remarkable Vulcan better. For the onslaught of Sarek's life and repressed emotions, he is reduced to rage and sobs, but he continues, I'm sorry, but he survives the pressure as Sarek completes his mission. There you go. I'm really happy with the way I almost read that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> The important thing is you tried. Uh, you know, I really, in that scene where Picard is having his emotional uh, breakdown, Sarek's emotional breakdown for him. Yes, you just, <laughs> you're just like thing. I'm just like desperate for him to say Michael, Michael, Burnham. Oh yeah. Like I know, obviously impossible, but like I feel like while we're out of the room, that must have happened. Well, the thing we're about to get into. In the in the description is he says he was at his son's wedding. His son's wedding, Which and I one? was like, I know, and I was like, cool, he was at Spock's wedding, and I was like, eh, maybe it was Cybok's wedding. And do we count Cybok? And what was he doing at Spock's wedding? So Cybok is canon, right? There's no getting rid of him. Don't we? I feel like Gene was like, we don't count this as canon. Oh, that would be great. That's what I. We saw Cybok at the convention, which I thought was a bold move. Oh, some great Also cosplay. saw, which I'm going to put up on the Instagram. Um, uh, we saw a, uh, a Captain's Holiday Car- uh, Picard, which I thought was hilarious. Yes, and I have to say, I posed with someone who uh, was dressed as my favorite cosplay I've ever seen. It was a warp core breach uh, from the episode of Timescape, which happens, I think, in season seven. We'll get to that eventually, Andy. But she was uh, dressed as a happy uh, cloud of coolantly. It. it was amazing. It was such a great costume. I, I, I put that on my Instagram story. Um, and thankfully, I was able to screenshot it because otherwise it was going to go away forever. Anyway, let's hear from Captain Picard on this one. Okay. Captain's Lock, Stardate 43917.4. The Enterprise has been given the singular honor of hosting the first meeting between the Federation and a mysterious race known as the Lagarans. We are in orbit around Vulcan, preparing to welcome aboard Federation Ambassador Sarek and his wife Perrin, who, like his first wife, is from Earth. I remember studying his career. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a weird aside in his captain's log. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're here to pick up Sarek. And his wife Perrin, who, like his first wife, is also a human. Like a weird aside. Like if no, it's you, totally weird. If aside. you just buy the fact that he's doing this captain's log, on top of which I got to tell you, 
I think the way he acts with Perrin through the whole episode is bizarre. <laughs> I kept waiting for a scene of of Sarek coming out with some crazy jealousy that he had not uh, been yeah. able to contain. Right. To like, what are your intentions with my wife? Like that kind right. of a thing. Yeah. To happen. Because it would have been uh, showing uh, his emotional breakdown. That would have been also amazing if <laughs> if Picard, um, mind melding with Sarek, then reveals his jealousy for Picard <laughs> as Picard. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> That would have been crazy. A couple of things we probably wrote in the script and then cut. Yeah. School. Now, this is an interesting scene, right? This is like sort of like a reward for Star Trek fans. Yeah. This whole Riker and Picard talking about all of Sarek's great things. Definitely. I, I was I, so I really, satisfied. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Treaty of Alpha Cygnus 9, the Corridon admission to the Federation, Klingon Alliance. I met him once. Many years ago, very briefly. The, the Klingon Alliance will, pro- <coughs> will probably... Oh, he was involved in that. Oh, he was at the Kinnamer Accord, but I feel like oh, he was oh. also involved in the end of the Klingon war that his uh, adopted daughter Michael started. Right. I can tell you that was quite a moment for a young lieutenant standing in the presence of such history. I remember he spoke to me, and I just stood there grinning like an idiot. Captain, you? I liked that, that ADR captain. When what that, does he say? That guy, the, captain, that guy right? the crewman that walks by, says Captain. Is like, that something I, that happens? They don't do it enough. I, I always miss... Would you? Captain on the bridge? You like that's the Captain way. on the bridge, but if you're passing him in the in the corridor, he would be having people saying, Captain, 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 every time every, every person he passed. It would drive him insane. I don't think it would drive him insane. I feel like that's protocol. Don't every, you? Every time you got to say Captain? Well, Somebody you know in the what? service tell us. Uh, if there's a naval uh It feels officer. like he would salute. I don't know if he would say something. Yeah, should they stand at attention when he walks by? Seems like they would. Although, even also there's that... There's not enough of that. It doesn't happen as much also as Also, that would be to. inefficient, I feel. <laughs> inefficient? You're wasting precious moments, you know, standing at attention every time he walks by. Well, I think if you're doing something, you don't have to. I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. Someone's going to email us. Okay. Time. Indeed. How do you make small talk with someone who shaped the Federation? Is it true he'll be retiring after this mission? Unofficially, that's what I hear. What a crowning achievement for his career. By the way, I also love that he's fanboying out the way that we would, (laughs) except he's fanboying out about Sarek. It's like, I just stood there like an idiot. The guy loves his diplomaticness. Yeah, I guess that's it. Hint, he hint. Sure. That's what I think the new series will be. <laughs> Relations. We have no idea. Incalculable. Just negotiating treaties? Snoozeville. Disengage. <laughs> no, not yet. Ah. <laughs> we have another three hours to go. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Kimen Drosen, the ambassador's <laughs> chief of staff. This is Sakath, his personal assistant. Has the ambassador been delayed? Sometimes, when the ambassador is very angry, he calls him Sakath shit. <laughs> I've got to go now. Beam me back down. <laughs> Vulcans what are not weird. known for their humor. <laughs> what a weird thing. <laughs> and then he asks to be beamed down. <laughs> oh. oh, if only that really happened. He will be joining us momentarily, but first we must. Now, Andy, yes, as part of one of your deep dives, can oh, you yeah? tell me where I know this guy from? The one on the right. The one on the right. You know, it's who I just feel like I've seen a thousand times. First of all, let's use this. Anthony Dunn, my 
Oh no, am I not plugged in? Oh, it pulled out before. Here we go again. That's a deep dive by Andy. <laughs> there you go. A tiny body of water. Um, Somehow he's not injured. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I looked it up, and I'm certain I know him as a criminal in something. What if it was a criminal in life? We find out reading on that he's a <laughs> bank heist mastermind in real life. That'd be great. But I looked at his... He was in uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, but I wouldn't know him from that. Um, and he's got a limited amount of credits, and I can read them all to you. Golden Girls, New Heart, Growing Pains, Just the Ten of Us. How many Golden Girls? Just uh, one? Just one. Mm -hmm. Just two New Hearts. Um, Daughter of the Streets, which is a TV movie. Just the Ten of Us, two episodes. His Father O'Toole, Growing Pains. Perfect Strangers, I guess I would have seen him in, but I don't remember him. Gabriel's Fire, Tag It, and Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. That's I his bet you there is something. That can't be it. I agree. Someone just hasn't updated it. I bet you there's something else. And I have him in my head performing something. And it's and I can't place it. This is really it maybe you know what it is? Maybe it's Father O'Toole from just the ten of us for me. It's not what it is for me. Maybe. Unless he just looks like the other guy that I'm thinking of. Do you know who we're talking about? Email us, along with your instructions for naval officers. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy just looks like the other guy that I'm thinking of. Please go ahead. To be frank, Captain, the ambassador is not a young man. He tires easily. He's going to need a lot of rest to prepare himself for the difficult job that awaits him. Here's a side question. Um, uh, this guy's his name is... No, that's way. not Cybok. <laughs> is it not Cybok? Oh, I thought you said this is a Cy question. This is a Cybok question. Um, yeah, you know, I know your favorite show was Quest. Yeah, Di, Di SV. Uh, <laughs> with uh, with uh, Tom Paris's dad, with Admiral Paris <laughs> as the Admiral in Sequest. <laughs> My apologies to everyone. William Dennis is this guy's name. But uh, here's my question. And I wasn't sure if he was uh, if he was um, a... Uh, Spaceman? Vulcan. Human. Human. I wasn't sure if he was a human because, like, why is he one of Cybok's handlers? Well, I think that that just speaks to the fact that uh, I think... I think Sarek, you said Cybok, but we'll let that oh, slide sorry. because we've been talking a lot of Cybok lately. But I sure. think Sarek has always been comfortable around humans, hence him taking uh, Amanda as his wife and later parent. You know, his son is half human. He is fixated on humans. I agree. Honestly, I agree with that. He's got human fever. I, and the only prescription is more human. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That was the end of the podcast, everybody. That <laughs> was it. It all ended right there. We never again spoke. <laughs> the other guy. Oh wait, the Joanna Miles is Perrin. Yes, he's been. In I'm a, saying yes, like of course, but I did not know that. Continue. A bunch of different things. Interestingly, um, same age as Patrick Stewart, although looks uh, considerably older. I guess they dress her up that way. Well, whatever. that's because she wasn't bald. She could be. She was in Judge Dredd. Uh, Spencer for hire. She's in three episodes of Judge Judy. She's very litigious. ER. Um, Small claims court. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Oh, I'm punch drunk. This is going to be a very bad on? episode. 
Club, Dexy Good Home, Vizivis, and the Glass Menagerie. Um, nothing else of note. All my children. All right. And then the other guy. Yes. Uh, Sacketh. Sacketh shit. Um, Sorry, everyone. I shouldn't swear. That's ridiculous. Not even a good joke. in Bari, Puglia, Italy. Mm. Oh. Um, he's in the blacklist recently. Oh, Madam he looks Italian, doesn't he? He really does. I was in the Equalizer, Red Riding Hood. I wonder what that is. It's probably about um, Red Riding Hood. Could be. You know? Could be. Should probably, there's like a wolf probably at some point that is faced by Red Riding Hood. Maybe he plays the wolf. Or, I wonder if I know this guy from Fletch. Feels like he's like in that era. Do you know this guy from Fletch? Which guy? The guy on the right. Tell it. The uh, human. The human. Okay. Thank you. Um... In the weeds, frequency, law and order, nothing again of uh, that that jumps out as. Oh, he was in Sopranos as young Junior. Oh yeah, whenever they would do those uh, flashbacks. Oh, he to was junior. young Junior. Wait a minute. Oh, he could, does kind of look like Junior. He does. Very Italian. Oh, fascinating. Although this was, this was in ninety. <laughs> he was playing young Junior in ten years later. Oh yeah. <laughs> nine years ago. later? I mean, it's like... <laughs> we got how long ago Sopranos was. Laguerre for? You have my assurance that the ambassador will not be disturbed during the voyage. That's all we ask. Well, now that's settled. The ambassador is waiting. Now, Andy, this is, I think, the first signal that he's having problems because he's not even facing the right way on the transporter pad. <laughs> <laughs> Just for this reveal. <laughs> you know it, what? I'm is going, it O'Brien? Parent, I'm going to reveal myself to them. I'll stand this way. <laughs> this will be so dramatic. They're, you shouldn't worry about that. You're I understand, a Vulcan. but the humans appreciate the pageantry. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Vulcan. Welcome I'm going to throw off my hood also. Sorry. That's a nice touch. We come to serve. Your service honors us. Allow me to present she who is my wife, Mrs. Sarek. Matt, I Please want you to introduce me, me from that way from now on. This is- I'd like you to introduce he who is my co-host. <laughs> this is Andrew Zagunda. <laughs> I think it would have gone much better with Sarah Minich if I had that it happened. Did sure. I say her name wrong? He who is my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably would have gone badly for Captain, both of us. Captain, would you then. be so kind as to show us to our quarters? Handle on the necessary details. I will examine it for myself. Perhaps it would be best if we settled in first. You know, I skipped over... They worry about my health. Picard's fancy line. Which one? We come to serve. Your service honors us. Allow me to present she... No, this we know. Now that's settled. The ambassador. Just when he says, welcome to the Enterprise. It's like, I think it's like a, sort of like a... A meme. No, just a great line. To hear. Welcome aboard the Enterprise, Ambassador Sarek. It's like the bridging of all of Trek. It is true. You know what I mean? In fact, that's exactly what Kirk said. I'm just kidding. In Journey to Babel. What did Kirk say in Journey to Babel? God, I forget. Anyway, this is a tangent that I could take us on right now, where I pull up Journey to Babel. 
Uh, you wouldn't be disappointing our fan base. I feel like I might be. Maybe. Let's find out. This is driving me crazy, this William Dennis thing. Oh, maybe he listens to the show and that's why we know him? <laughs> Did we meet him in, in Star Trek Vegas? Did we? Is he? Are you him? It's possible. Oh, oh no, I don't want to hear that. That's too much. I don't like the auto-playing feature of um, Netflix. I think it's ridiculous. Oh, Andy, the last episode of Star Trek I was watching was the Omega Glory. How about that? Season two. Oh, I'm in the middle of Journey to Babel. Here we go. Classic. Command over to Scotty. Cool. Oh, yeah. Is that the Galileo? It is, I believe. A couple of red shirts, probably about to die. No, they're also security. It's a very formal thing. They're greeting the ambassador. We'll see. They're all in dress uniforms. Nice tracking shot. How does that Balkan salute go? That hurts worse than the uniform. Oh, I love it. Good banter right there. Less Roby in this one. Captain James Kirk. Yeah, much more cash. He doesn't say welcome to the Enterprise. With your presence, we come to serve. We come to serve. Your service honors us, Captain. Thank you. Give Spock a cold shoulder. Chief Medical Officer, Dr. McCoy. Ambassador. Doctor. <laughs> uh, McCoy can't do it. It's kind of a battle. These are... Aids. This uniform is... Hey. who is my wife. <gasps> he does the same thing. Captain Kirk? They do a weird holding hands thing. My pleasure, madam. As soon as you're settled, I'll arrange a tour of the ship. Mr. Spark will conduct you. I prefer another guide, Captain. Oh, snap. <laughs> As you wish, Ambassador. Mr. Spark, we'll leave orbit in two hours. Would you care to beam down and visit your parents? <laughs> Awkward. Ambassador Sarek and his wife are my parents. Why do they always make Sarek so yellow? He's yellow in in the TNG episode, and he's yellow here. I think Much it's more just, yellow it's than the green, It's the green blood for the skin. Oh, did they make all that? I feel like even the other Vulcan isn't as yellow as him. Well, also Mark Leonard is, uh, isn't he Greek? <laughs> You're just saying he's a yellow person. I'm saying he has, I'm saying his different skin tone. <laughs> I guess so. Than say a, uh, a Spock, who is, uh, I believe, uh, Leonard Nimoy, is an Ashkenazi Jew. I believe is he? I I think so. That sounds right. Welcome aboard the Enterprise. Now we're Master hearing Sarek. this. See, we come to serve. Your service honors us. Allow me to present she who is my wife, Mrs. Sarek. Please call me Perrin, Captain. 
This is my first officer, Commander William Riker. Captain, would you be so kind as to show us to our quarters? I prefer to view the conference room first. Ambassador, I'm sure Sakath and I can handle all the necessary details. I will examine it for myself. Perhaps it would be best if we settled in first. Awkward. They worry about my health, Captain. Too much. You will take me to the conference room, please. If you'll follow me, sir. I mean, this just seems like everything's going fine. But this is a weird act break. Ready? So strange. A look like, straight to just camera. To look. look at Chief O'Brien, raise an eyebrow, and then sigh off to his left, off to his right. The weird thing to me is he looks right into camera at the end here. You he's, think he's going to have his Ferris Bueller thing. Life moves pretty fast on the Enterprise. <laughs> if you don't beam around once in a while, oh, you can miss Andy, it. Andy, put your hand down. I'm not high fiving you. Oh. I sure you were going to high-five me. <laughs> Did you hear my first Bueller joke? <laughs> controls are ready. What's next? What, are you in some kind of a hurry or something? Yeah. I have a date. A date? With who? Ensign Dumont? Really? I feel like Very he... Attractive. i got to admit, Wes, though, I'm a bit surprised. What, that you'd go out with me? No, that you'd actually have the nerve to ask her. Way to go. I feel like he took a huge jump in confidence suddenly. Wesley did. In this episode? Yeah. He's only asking girls out. He's not he's not being all fidgety about it. He's Well, I think once confident. you express true love with um a shape-shifting creature that turns into like a bear. Yeah. I think that changes you moving forward. You just forward. feel like, you know what? I might as well just leave it all on the floor. Remember the dolphin? I sure do. That was probably the first episode we went over two hours. <laughs> Matt just went down a hole where he looked at all the episodes to see when our our when terrible habits began. Super long. Andy, what are you scrolling for? <laughs> trying to find what cop this guy played. I know he played a dirty cop in something. William Dennis. But it's not listed. If I it's not him, it's someone who looks exactly like him. Is there an IMDb Pro you could sign into? Huh? That might have a listing that doesn't isn't on regular international movie database. You a different one, you mean? Now, I'm asking, like, for this William Dennis character, right? Yeah. If you could sign into IMDb Pro and maybe get a different result, but I don't... I, I don't, I don't in, think so. And in all fairness, I should... Don't play. need to do it. All right. Now, here's uh, Sarek's first fit of anger we get to see here. Okay. The room is not ready. Well, it's not really anger, is no. it? No. Ambassador, Commander LaForge, Ensign Crusher, still... The Garans are very sensitive in matters of protocol. You will remove all the furniture from the room. The walls must be bare. I'm sure everything will be set up according to our specifications before the Legarans arrive. Isn't that right, Captain? I assure you, Ambassador, everything will be ready before the conference begins. My husband and I have every confidence in you, Captain. I have worked for 93 years in preparation for this meeting. It is vital that no detail be overlooked. Perhaps we should allow these gentlemen to return to their work, Ambassador. 93 years. Do you think he was working on it during the episode Journey to Babel? Possibly. Wow. Yeah. Mind-blowing. 
I'd like it if somebody piped in like, but were you working the whole time? Come on. 93 years. That will be excellent. That's not straight. These walls are too bright. These walls are too bright. <laughs> now he's an interior designer. And Sackett's robe clashes with everything. <laughs> <laughs> These croutons for the Caesar salad are too large. I like this downbeat on the bridge. Yeah. Where the, I like it's I feel like it's an actual Andy stop looking for him. I you know I'm Please allowed to do my own thing. You're constantly looking at your own stuff while the podcast is going on. No, I'm not. We have two screens here. You see everything I'm doing. Everything's yeah, but I've seen you. Yeah, you you look at other stuff constantly when it was facing away from me. Oh boy. We'll respect Mr. Mendoza. Anyway, uh, people at home, I really enjoy this moment in the show because I feel like I feel like it is sort of like that moment that we don't really often see on the bridge, where like he's sitting casually, he's turned towards Frakes, Frakes is turned towards him, and it's like they're having just this like conversation. So I've got to imagine that the ninety-seven percent of the time on the bridge where nothing is particularly interesting happening. This is how they talk to each other. I suppose they were foolish and vain, my expectations of this voyage. Sharing his thoughts, memories. His unique understanding of the history he's made. Does this mean you're going to cancel the concert this evening? No, the concert will go ahead as scheduled. But it's a pity our guest of honor will be absent. For all we know, the ambassador might enjoy an evening's entertainment. Why not ask his wife if she'd like to attend? That's an excellent idea, Counselor. You have the bridge, number one. So they exchange a weird look here. Which who? Troy and Riker. Where he like gives her a look like, what are you doing? And she's like, she's like, I'm working on something. Oh, I think it was more like a, I can't believe he listened to you. Why? Because she's always full of not great ideas. <laughs> I see. So is that and I think it was like, like hey, I think it you was like, scored. I think it was like some good-natured ribbing uh-huh. from him. Like, well, well, look at that. You got him to leave. Possibly. I wish. I wish he high-fived her and then sat in the captain's chair. Yeah. Because he has the bridge now. <laughs> <laughs> and like this was their little thing. Troy, you want to do it? You want to take the Troy? Tr- Troy, it's my turn. Um. Good. No, you, you go ahead. I'm going to get to it. Okay. He's going to get to it. I got a theory Come coming. In. I hope I'm not intruding. Not at all, Captain. But Sarek is in meditation at the moment. She says Sarek. Everyone else says Sarek. Maybe she's saying it right. I thought the same thing. Hmm. Actually, I came to see you. Well, how nice. I so rarely get visitors of my own. Usually everyone wants to see the ambassador. I find that hard to believe. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Actually, I should go. I'm going to go the whole the whole theme for this one. <laughs> well, it's not like we're going to get any shorter, so you might as well. Here it is. Where all the bathrooms at? Who let an android have a cat? Is data just pretending to be so dim? No one knows the answers 
least of all him, it's Sandy's theories. I think that Picard is uh, is into Perrin. <laughs> I think that's why Troy senses this and is is sort of saying maybe you should go and talk to her because Troy also knows that Picard hasn't had sex and and is uh, scared of it doesn't um, understand we're it. like three episodes past captain's holiday he got we it don't know what happened there. we don't know what happened we know that he kissed her and didn't know what it was didn't understand what was happening <laughs> but we don't know what happened after that um and uh i think it's tied it feels like i think they're the same age but it feels like uh perrin is is a little bit matronly mm-hmm. and it ties into a sort of a sub theory that i think that picard has some mommy issues you got all that stuff with his ghost mom, and that all, all those weird scenes. You had a ghost mom. Yeah, remember, remember what that? in the uh, in the episode where everybody's imagining different things, and on the I don't remember what the reason was, and then he he remembers his French mom that's for some reason speaking with a German accent. I don't even remember that. I seem to be remembering more about these episodes than you are recently. Also, the people recently said. You said I was crazy when I was talking about the... Uh, oh, I didn't have any memory of the arms dealing. Yeah, yeah no, the arsenal none freedom. whatsoever. Um, and then I have a time code, but it's much later in the episode. But since we're in this area, can you jump ahead to 4010? There's a Picard's weird monologue about Perrin. And after he mind melds with Sarek... Oh, you're really jumping in. We don't know. We can get to no, it later. No, it's okay. We'll play Andy's theory. It's a little late in this. Oh, here we are. Herod. A man. I wanted to give you so much more. I wanted to show you such... So I think he's playing out all sorts of weird stuff with Perrin. I think the reason that he offers himself so readily to mind Mel with Sarek is because he knows he can't ever do anything with Perrin because that's not dignified and it's and it's not right. And this is the closest he's going to get to uh, feeling what it's like to be married to uh, Sarek's wife. Oh, <laughs> I blew it. He no looked, clicked that. Uh, he didn't look, he just clicked. I blew it. And his theories are very interesting because he's really smart. He only proved that I, wrong I on that one. I don't know where to come at your theory with, uh, here because I'm quite curious is it, how much of your theory is your actual interpretation of what's happening in the episode? What and mean? how much of it is you needing to come up with a theory it's uh, the the way i come at it is this is the thing that strikes me as i watch these moments Uh i feel like picard is acting oddly with her and so then that's when i try to come up with a theory to explain so nervous around sarah sarah like well, he's seemingly, like, I'm not saying that most, he's not playing out. Go ahead. This is the most nervous we've ever seen him. The Definitely, most, sort of like the most um, reverence he's given towards another being. Well, it might be a weird dynamic that he's playing out, where he's he's so um, he's so fixated on Sarek 
so it has to do with that. That that he's like. And imagine if I was with Sarek's wife. Imagine I was Sarek with Sarek's wife. Something like that. He's just trying to get with what Sarek gets with. Yes. Is that what you're saying? I think so. Okay. More into that theory now. Or the mom thing. Either way. Or the mom thing. With the French mother that I have no recollection of. You can look it up. My brain. No, I believe you. Yeah. Because I vaguely remember it, but I'm also like partially remembering the Michelle Phillips episode. We'll always have Paris. Um, So, I don't know. It's My brain just seems to be not pulling things the way it used to. Huh. Plus the migraines. Did I die? I <laughs> You're not dead yet. You. And your husband. Oh. The guy wrote us with a bunch of solutions for migraines. Mm-hmm. Did I send it to you? You did. Okay. Have I read it? I don't... Probably not, I'm guessing. Correct. To a Mozart recital this evening. What a tempting offer. She's into it. I, uh... Doubt that the ambassador will be able to attend. Making a little room. But I will make it a point to ask him. Well then, I hope to see you this evening. As do I. Bye bye. I leave now. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She's worried. She's attracted too. She's got to go tell Yellow Sarek. You're still unable to meditate. It is of no importance. It has eluded you for many weeks. I said it is of no importance. You know I am right. My wife, you will leave me now. I require solitude. Now... Mm-hmm. I feel like you... Did you have any theories on this? I thought for sure you'd have theories here. Okay, lock it off. I think I just had reactions. Set it. Can I get out of here now? It's your hurry. You don't really think anything's going to happen with Suzanne Dumont, do you? Now, here it is. Quite a slam. Here it is. Okay. Jordy started this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sure. This is Jordy starting it. Sure. He just wants to go. Yeah. He's he's wanting to take a shot at this kid for a long time. Like some people. And now he's now he's digging. Now he's fighting back. Yeah. This is a lot like our fights. It is true. Which one of us is Wesley? Just what it sounds like. Let me tell you something. I guess you got to be Jordy. You'd get more action out of a good book than you'll ever see on this date. I'll guarantee it. She's not gonna waste her time on someone like you. Someone like me? She's way out of your league. Since when did you become an expert on women? Compared to you, every male on this ship is an expert on women. Well, at least I don't have to find my women on the holodeck. Whoa! Oh, you gotta find your uh, your air horn for that one. Oh my goodness! That is just the dirtiest throwdown in the history of Star Trek, I think. By the way, this is my main reaction to this. Everyone's been talking about that around the ship, apparently. This is, this is the thing. If everyone is talking about that around the ship, why is everybody giving Barkley crap? <laughs> everybody knows he tried to have sex with the Enterprise. <laughs> uh, but do you think it's more like a... Also, I can't, like he told them in confidence. Are people so? Or is it that he's like hearing about it in ten forward? People are so adjusted in the future that they don't play out any weird thing on the on the uh, on the holodeck. Wait, don't they establish that Riker 
Gesundenreich are pretty well established as getting it on with a bunch of people on the holodeck. Certainly in Minuet, by it's, who? It, Minuet, it's it's pretty implied. Do you remember? I Minuet? mean, they fall in love. He falls in love with her. <laughs> He's not having sex with. Tell me, William Riker is not having sex with that lady on the holodeck. I think he's doing whatever Will Riker does. I, don't I also don't think Will Riker. I don't know why it sounds weird. I also think don't think Will needs holodeck ladies. I don't. He doesn't need them. I, I think like he's, he's insatiable. I feel like he's been working his way up. He's since deck forty-two, <laughs> and he's just now gotten up to deck eight. <laughs> Something. You'd get more action out of a good book than you'll ever see on this date, I'll guarantee it. She's not gonna waste her time on someone like you. Someone like me? She's way out of your league. Since when did you become an expert on women? Compared to you, every male on this ship is an expert on women. Well, at least I don't have to fight my women on the holodeck. What did you say? You heard me. Yeah, I heard you. Just what do you Everybody think is Everybody talks wrong? about it. <laughs> I asked a question. By the way, I like pissed off Riker coming in. Sure. Well, I like Riker just coming in and then seeing this happening and then... Cracking the whip. He's like, I'm fucking Commander Riker. What is happening? No, sir. Nothing wrong here. May I be excused, Commander? Anything you'd like to talk about, Jordy? No, sir. They got a great twitch from Riker. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, it happened. No, it did? Yeah. I didn't see it. Um, I like it. Um, one thing uh, just about Will Wheaton and LeVar Burton, they are playing Mr. Nice Guy in every other episode of Trek, and often when you have ca- uh, actors that play the nice, the nice person all the time, they have trouble kind of accessing their, their rage for, for moments like this. These guys nail it. Will Wheaton is the one I'm the most impressed with. Well, I think Will had a lot of teenage rage at that period. He's sometimes what, 17, it, 18 years old? Sometimes it looks awkward when you're going to make that change, and he just fits it on like a glove. He should have played more more parts like that. Well, it's weird coming out of, I, I believe he does on The Big Bang Theory. Okay. Oh, yeah? <laughs> is it, he's like Sheldon's nemesis, I believe. I don't know. I haven't seen Me him. either. Is he playing Will Wheaton, or he's just playing the guy? He's playing Will Wheaton. That's funny. <laughs> Um, but um, the th- the other part of I feel like I sound weird. Do I? Am I crazy? You were turning like into my me. mic. Is you don't remember the episodes? <laughs> this is a, did we mind melt? What is happening? <laughs> You're having your hearing sound problems. Oh no! Oh no! Now I'm attracted to Perrin. Is is Picard bleeding through the screen? Soon I'll be yelling at people about being a nerd bully later. Hey, he deserves kidding. (laughs) Is he going to double down? (laughs) Featured soloist this evening. I want to know what the um, viola player's deal is. Why he's so into it and closing his eyes? He's an ensign. And he's like 75 years old. <laughs> he came to it late in life. And he's an ensign in um, ops. Or I suppose, yeah, ops or engineering. Yeah. What does he do? How do you Why know is he's he only an ensign? Did you see him in, in engineering? or? Well, that's the division the, color. That's the division color. Gotcha. Yeah. They're all yellow in engineering? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Think back to broccoli. Sure. 
the individual musical styles of over 300 concert violinists, including Heifetz, Menuhin, Grokte, and Tatalia. I'm watching him, like, like hardcore watching that guy extra act in the background. He must be But I think he's a viola know. player, like for sure, right? Like, must be, must be. Do you have a preference? Now look at the skin tone on both Vulcans. Green blood. Oh, you're right. That was always the case? Yeah. I guess Spock wasn't as much because he was half human. I hope you find the performance pleasing. Remember them being that green. I look forward to it. At your convenience, Mr. Data. Please. By the way, they have, like, two guys back here that are just wearing clothes from Macy's. (laughs) <laughs> There's two guys that are standing in the row behind Picard and Troy. Excuse uh, me, is my costume finished? Oh no! The, Am I supposed to be here, in here? No, no, costuming just said put this on. But oh. but but this is from Macy's. <laughs> gonna, I thought this was the, the future. Aren't I gonna look like a jerk? But but but. <laughs> so at 13 minutes and four seconds in, you will see the guys I'm talking about. I don't, I just, I'm so. No, no, the guy's not a real viola player. He's not th- pantomiming it well. May I ask, did the way that Brent Spiner was playing the violin bump you? Because I was, I couldn't tell if he was doing a terrible job or not. It felt like it was, it was not matching with anything that we were hearing. Oh. I don't know how much of that click track they were listening to Maybe yeah they didn't even know. like i bet this was all like in post the edit they were like well this looks close enough i was hoping i could find out which one was the guy but is there any way of it would be an ops guy right uh, oh you kidding me this guy you there's no way this guy isn't fucking buck mcdancer <laughs> <laughs> no way let's see i've got a lot of stuff oh no uh, no, he's the. Yeah, I think he's the guy who uh, who thro- face who face palms. Uh, yeah, Buck McDancer. Oh, I think I can find. Is that. a name unlike any name I've ever heard in my life, that and is... it might be the best name I've ever heard in my life. Robert Daniels. Let's see if no, it's not him. Oh man, <laughs> there's uh, there's so many guys because of the fight scene. Is it this guy? It uh, could be. Uh-huh. It's an independence day, this guy. I don't know. I'll keep looking. Keep playing. No, that could be him. Uh, oh, he's a lieutenant. I'm sorry, everybody. He's a lieutenant. I mean, we don't have to hear this. He cries, and Picard sees this. And uh, then we jump into the Wesley Beverly scene. No, cellist. But he's not. Is he a cellist? No, that's that guy. You're so close to finding him. Uh Doesn't have the other. The other members of the band? So weird. I guess the other guy must have been real. That's why he was overplaying it as Jones. No? (laughs) Kind of triple. All right. I said I may be going. Suzanne wanted to go to the Arboretum. Captain Picard asked me where you were. 
I don't like making excuses for you. Excuses? Come on, Mom. It wasn't an official function. Listen, young man. No. You have responsibilities, and I want you to live Found up to him, them. Found him, but it doesn't have any Don't information. You? Lieutenant One. The operations division lieutenant was one of four musicians at the Mozart concert held for Ambassador Sarek and the crew of the Enterprise D in 2366. It's played by unknown actor. Oh, I want him to be what known. What the other guy? What I are the want other? Him to be known. Where did the cellist get all that uh... screen time? Yeah. You're overreacting a little. <sighs> Don't talk back to me. Okay, I won't. Where do you think you're going? Away from you. Oh, snap. And then I think she did hit him. It does look like it's real. Because he got, you know, he's got a little red on the face there. Yeah. And he probably was like, yeah, go ahead. It's interesting that they played it in that scene, I guess because he'd already had his angry scene, that Wesley was being reasonable and just it was just Beverly that was freaking out. I mean, that probably would have been... Like, wouldn't the vibe have been... Don't you think that would have been too redundant? Possibly. Okay. Great. We finally agree on something. But also, I like this scene with Troy. I just slapped him really hard. Who, for some reason, has not sensed all of this emotional that chaos. That is a crazy part of this episode. I slapped one. She later sort of talks about it, but... I've never hit my son in this life. Beverly, this is important. What were you thinking when you hit Wes? I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just angry. And Wes didn't provoke you in any way. It wasn't anything he said or anything he did. No, that's just it. It was a sudden burst of anger. I still can't believe I did it. I don't know why you did it either. But I can tell you that I've heard the same kind of story from ten different people over the last two days. Maybe this was what this happened with the face group, Matt. Sarek. Oh, well, we did do that. Oh, we already did we that. We already then. said that. Oh. All right, there you go. I thought you were but just talking about... I agree about, with you. I thought you were talking about his uh, his senility, not his, you know, his, his, his Vulcan disease. Maybe all of it's coming at me. Not the vibe. Oh, no, I was saying that I the anger from Sarek was bleeding through to me, and then oh, I, I projected that onto poor Brian. By the way, that to me is a crazy part of this episode, and I guess we can talk about it as we go. But uh, it's, it's, it's such a huge part of the subplot, and I feel like it's never really fully explained. Yeah, and also, like, it's like you put Troy in there. She should have sensed it immediately. Unless there's like right off the top, some... why should there have been even any debate? She should have said, you know, Sarek feels a ton of emotion the second he got off the transporter. Maybe all Vulcans always feel a ton of emotion. That is an interesting but it's just question. Contained inside. Does you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So maybe, although she does, she say, she says that something like that later. Uh, again, I like a little downtime situation so i like this little tour of the bridge that is nice yes it is normally occupied by captain picard commander Riker, and counselor troy counselor troy is a betazoid and then he tries to explain why she doesn't sense this half betazoid her father was human then she is not a true telepath her skills She's are empathic useless. in nature she is able to sense the emotions of other beings what is captain picard's background in diplomacy Extensive. The captain's first diplomatic contact dates back and to... And what of his knowledge of the Lagans? 
Would he be able to conduct negotiations with them should the need arise? Be a shame if something would have happened to him. <laughs> He's playing wait, the Sopranos. Wait, no, forward. no, not yet. You're, <laughs> You're not in Sopranos early. yet. You're ten years early. <laughs> Do you foresee such a circumstance occurring? I don't know. If you don't pay me, maybe that something bad would happen. <laughs> Is Ambassador? Do you Sorry, need something to happen you? to this guy, this mook? <laughs> you know, I could uh, maybe talk to my friend, the dirty cop. <laughs> At least that's what Andy thinks. You know, Vulcans don't really? turn over on anybody because we don't feel anything. This is offensive to is it? Italians. Oh, we don't, they don't have to be Italians. They're just mobsters. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Bobby Duvall, you know? He's half Jew, uh, half, half Irish. Irish. Half Irish Jew, what is yeah, that? Yeah, he's half Irish. And then you have... Uh, Tom Hagen. You have uh, De Niro in Casino. That's right. What is he? Full Jew. Is he a full Jew? Yeah, he's... Um, God, what's his name in that movie? I love Casino so much. We should watch it. Aces, Aces High with uh, Rothstein. <laughs> Sam Rothstein. Right. Various possible permutations of his fake talk show that was it's a real hilarious. thing. Now, speaking of an Irish temper. Yeah. I mean, this is really flaring. Andy's yawning again, everybody. Yeah, I really got Ironically, at 5.30 this morning, someone sends me a message that I says, <laughs> we're going to really be playing that yawn sitting thing today because you're up working out. <laughs> and I'm doing it myself, and here it is. I yawned. I deserve it. We were sitting here. Well, we're sitting here now. Come on, fella. This is our table. Really? Funny I don't see your name on it. Now, is this guy supposed to be doing an accent? Funny, I don't see her name on it. No, I don't think he was. I think he was just doing a tough guy. I think this That's is Bruce terrible. McDancer. Let's see. Every stuntman's going to be Bruce McDancer. No, I think Bruce McDancer was in an ops uniform. I'm curious. This guy's in hey. sciences, right? Hey, He's blue? Guys. Yeah. There's some kind of problem here. Well, there seems to be some question as to whose table this is. Well, there are plenty of other tables, right? You know what was funny about me watching this? I just thought to myself, oh, it's a river of slime. That tub is full of uh, slime from <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. You think that's where they got it from? Honestly, I was like, what? what is happening here? I thought that the slime, I thought that the tub of Lagarin liquid was somehow going to have the effect. Like I, for, I had forgotten so much of this episode. This guy is played by John H. Francis, who is uh, a native of Newfort, Newport, Pembroke, Pembrokeshire, Wales. So he was doing an accent, a he Welsh was, accent. He had a Welsh His normal accent. accent. His normal accent was Welsh. Why don't I get everybody another round of drinks? All right. Look at them staring each other down. Wales versus Ireland. I don't have to tell you that insubordination is a serious charge to be filed against any officer. I am aware of that, Commander. However, it's DeBono directly challenged my authority. Ironically, Worf my not affected by any of this. Or temper's become a little frayed on the ship lately. I had his temper is been, always flared. He's, he's just dealt with his anger. It'd be hilarious if just as a side note, like, I'm sorry, I had to kill him. It's just like that was that was what yeah, he's normally angry and then he killed somebody he when he was fired, Commander. <laughs> Why do you look at me like this? <laughs> oh, let's make a giant court case out of it. Michael Dorn didn't need that. I felt bad about it. Did 
This is that that was this is the most violent thing I've seen in Star Trek. It really this is. This guy ramming this guy's head into the ten forward bar. He's basically what do they call it when they sidewalk something or stop something? He's basically crazy. doing that. Crazy. It's crazy. I see what you mean. Like what is what how do you st- you here's what he should do. Yeah. If I'm Worf. Stun everybody? pull out my phaser and I just start popping everyone. Oh, how amazing Put would that be? To sleep. Like, yeah, I assume boom, you could boom, put boom, like boom, a boom, wide boom. kind of Cyclops wide beam on it, can't you? Or no? You're, you're saying an optic blast. Yeah, like a wide optic blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's read the TNG uh, X-Men crossover. <laughs> I think we should. Okay. That lady. I suppose we don't need to hear this, but like there is one punch here that the, what is happening here? I don't He's know. trying to separate them. They're shoving their hands at each other's faces. Yeah. Now, Worf just... He does do it. He, did, he yeah. does the... He's he big does on the face. The face pump. That guy. That guy just cracked. Look at Worf in the background. What is the deal... I mean, what do you do now, right? Do you, do you court-martial that guy for punching a superior officer in the He's, face? I can tell you that did not help that guy's career. I'll tell you that much. But Riker, I thought, is a badass. How did he even get caught off guard by this schmo? I think he just wasn't expecting to be people under his command to uh-huh. try to kill him. you got to be ready. Ready at all times. Like, the other guy's doing very unconvincing. I do like... Uh, reaching over past Worf in that uh, last shot. I also like the aftermath we see here of them cleaning up the table. Yeah. These are the two guys who also bring the macaroni and cheese platters to the president's circle. <laughs> well, this is a mess. Look at this. Captain, this is not an isolated incident. There have been reports of random violence all over the ship. This is a lighting we never see in 10 Forward. That's true. The after hours lighting. This is somehow yeah, this is last call lighting. This is last call lighting. There's no indication of any bacteria or virus. No gynin to be seen. I know. I've checked the water, food replicator, airborne samples. This is a hell of a time. Well, whatever it is, I don't want it to affect the ambassador. I want his quarters isolated from the rest of the crew until we've identified the cause. It's not that simple, Captain. We have determined that the outbreak of violence started at virtually the same time that Sarek and his party beamed onto the ship. We do have a word. Uh, what? This is all. I feel like when he this comes, this is all happens here. Saying happens. A hundred percent. It's crazy, right? And and that and that Picard uses this to try to convince Sarek through logic that he, he's responsible is insanity. I agree, a hundred percent. In theory, we believe that it's possible that Ambassador Sarek himself is responsible for these incidents. Sarek? I felt something during the concert. Vague and undefined, but very disturbing. He cried. I saw that. I couldn't believe it. A Vulcan moved to tears by music? It's... Well, Vulcans do have the same basic emotions we do. They've just learned to repress them. What I sensed during the concert was that he'd lost control. What would cause such a loss of control? There's a very rare condition that sometimes affects Vulcans over the age of 200. 
Bendai syndrome. Its early symptoms include sudden bursts of emotion, mostly a... The, it, Patrick Stewart in this scene, if you look at his face acting, it's like he's constantly fighting off a sneeze. And he's going to school face acting. National anger. Eventually, all emotional control is lost. More offensive to a Vulcan. Their emotional detachment is the very core of their being. How would this affect others on board the ship? Vulcans possess telepathic abilities. Sarek may unintentionally be projecting intense emotions onto other people. I wouldn't know, though. It's emotions, so like I, I, it's I'm, not my area. I'm going to go. Side Random. note. Um, Matt asked in the uh, in the Frakes uh, Sirtis panel, um, sort of floated out a question, which I felt was very uh, uh, TNC influenced from your from our discussions on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Something that sort of led her into talking about her take on Troy, and and basically agreeing with everything we say in terms of the, the characterization and kind of not being very problematic, I felt. Not being very problematic, you're saying. It, no, it being character. Yeah. The, yeah, the characterization sort of not being as fleshed out. and, and, and Yeah, it's just also like inconsistent powers. You don't know what like what can, she can do and can't do. They have to rewrite everything every time for the story to work. Yeah. That was very interesting. I'm in the Lagarans. Beam on board. They could very well be affected, too. Is there a treatment? Mm, no, nah, I'm love, you're looking at the wrong person. I'm uh, not a doctor. Uh, anyway, anyway, about what it? am I supposed to do? Oh. I, uh, just having me, Troy went to medical school, too. I mean, <laughs> the other thing is, I think it highlights the problem when they have Troy and Beverly tag team in these in these medical scenes. <laughs> like, it's got two people who are not being helpful, sort of trying to go could be this and then also i think it could be this you know and it's just like you don't need it yeah it's very weird sarik has built a personal relationship with them they will accept no one else well how can we confirm your diagnosis how do we end up on mind melding who suggests it so he confronts a bad cop one right who again we're just assuming played a bad cop in something Andy saw it drives me crazy the cause of these outbursts before the Lagarans arrive and he's like listen Sarek's causing all kinds of havoc and he's like well no he's not also figure out what it is I gotta go it'd be like Total Recall that kind of movie maybe he's from that it could be from that kind of movie. Uh, I like Data's usage of you're a Vulcan, you can't lie. Here we go. Yeah. Have I given you cause to think otherwise? You have voiced certain reservations to me about his abilities. I do not recall making such a statement. Not directly, no. But you did question me about the diplomatic capabilities of both Captain Picard and Counselor Troy. And then you asked if... I should want their legs to get broken. <laughs> I am honor-bound to help Sarek carry out this mission. That is the only answer I can give. Then you must decide which is your greater obligation. Your loyalty to Sarek or your duty to the Federation. Can you accept the logic of continuing this mission? 
Tell your captain. The mission is in jeopardy. Unless he pays the Vig. <laughs> Sackoth has been able, until recently, to use his telepathic skills to reinforce Sarek's emotional control. But I like that they just telephone this into the next scene. Yeah. I like that little technique of let's let's just jump. Let's just we gotta get moving here. I think they do it in the next scene. We're just scene. building towards this this mind melt. Mind melt. They they think they do it in the next scene too, where Picard has come up with the idea off screen, right? I think so. Although protecting others from the Why is it Picard that has to do it as opposed to Sacketh? Andy's charger was here. Uh, I know. I apologize to everyone. Why do you not have your charger with you? I I always assume that I'll have enough juice. For our nine-hour podcasts? Yeah. Of his deterioration. He hasn't been doing a very good job. The strain of this mission on Sarek has made it impossible. It's ironic, isn't it? All this magnificent technology, we still find ourselves susceptible to the ravages of old age. He's going to replay this conversation in the new series. I know. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about it, too. We were both thinking about it. Loss of dignity. Slow betrayal of our bodies by forces we cannot master. Do you still want to be one of us, Data? Sir, it is conceivable, even for me, that time will eventually lead to irreparable circuit failure. But there is one thing I do not understand. Sarek is a logical, intelligent being. By the way, they should put Brent Spiner in the show and fucking do the Kurt Russell uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 situation. De-age him. Just smooth smooth out Brent Spiner with oh, CG. I agree. Can they? Do you think that's too expensive to do for a major character? Well, he doesn't have to be major. I was thinking that recently, too. Anyway, this is what I was going to play before. Oh, it's just... It made perfect sense that Andy broke it. Probably forever. Damn you, Andy. There you go. I like it. The effects of Bendai syndrome are apparent. Why would such a man choose to ignore them? Logic fails us sometimes, Data. I think this is one of those times. I can only guess that he does not see, or he does not wish to see, the truth and he's being insulated against that truth by those who love him most you know like me and uh, me (laughs) what confront him oh I forgot about this scene where they start flipping out at each other on the bridge oh I love this on a task that I'm looking forward to I don't understand this. Everyone is protecting Sarek, his wife, Mendrosen, even you. What will you have me do? March down there and destroy the land? The mission with the Lagarans cannot be carried out with Sarek in this condition. I know that. Then tell him that there is no way. Don't you tell me what to do. Captain. Commander. <laughs> I love Data's hands in this. He's like such a fuss budget. <laughs> no, no. Of course. You're right. Like, it is really like, what does anyone do in that situation? What do you mean? You you know it's being, you're being influenced to have that fight. 
Right. So you just gotta pull back. If they had that fight. And then then there was no influence happening. (laughs) Like, I feel like what you're getting is data. Like, that's really what data would do. It's the um, only thing he would know. Captain, commander. but he knows. But Data knows that it's it's part of the problem. He he he's yeah, just reminding. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose they all do. The right? thing that I love most about this it's moment. Worf. <laughs> well, I love Worf too. That he's just like, what's going on? No, I think Worf's more like, God, they're gonna get it up. Can we fight? <laughs> right in the back. He's Do we like, fight now? Do we fight? Let's get ready to rumble. It'd be um, funny if every time we cut back to Worf, he had his shirt off. <laughs> Just ready to fight. Just like, is that a batleth? Just glistening, holding a batleth. Um, the thing oh, I, not now. Okay, oh, I got. All right, you sure? All right, like, just keep me posted. Um, the thing that I was I was gonna say is I love that you go through this. They fight. Data interferes. Um, Picard takes it down a notch. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, number one. And Riker cannot let it go. He is still pissed off even when Picard is walking away. Well, it's because Picard is the most emotional control of everyone on the ship, apparently. Uh-huh. Look at this. He's still different. It's a task that I will attend to. Worf has stepped to the left of the horseshoe, ready to jump over if That's he needs true. to. I yeah. like it. He's still mad. Or the right, I guess. He shoots a look at Data Captain, like, I could have taken him. Can you believe that? <laughs> did you see what that guy fucking just said to me? Did you see what he did? I mean, look, I know a faceless lieutenant just face like palmed me in the face. Hey, Commander, I, I believe that he was under the effect of Sarek. No, he wasn't. He's been waiting to do that, didn't he? <laughs> and I have been ready. I, I, I understand what you're telling me. My husband is responsible for your crew assaulting one another. And a pepper. He's very Ill. Shut up, man. <laughs> very. Bendai syndrome is more a folktale than a disease. There hasn't been a true case of it in my husband's lifetime. There's one now. Sakath knows. I have Sakath. it. I mean, Sarek has it. <laughs> This act break is Sarah coming out of his I regret bedroom. that we have seen so little of each other during this voyage, Captain. The loss is mine, Ambassador. Captain, may I talk with you in private? You were speaking of I your was in something, that I, I can't remember what it was. Syndrome. I have been accused of many things in my life. Never an excess of emotion. Sarah, I see no reason to continue this discussion. On the contrary... I wish to assuage any fears the captain may have regarding my capabilities. I believe there is a test for Bendai syndrome. I will take it immediately. Unfortunately, the results would not be available for several days. But Even though we could probably just look at your transporter pattern and, you know, the DNA markings would be in there. Anyway, I, I've got to stop talking about this technology. <laughs> I don't know why you just didn't take a shuttlecraft. We could have avoided that whole pothole. It's why I must ask for a postponement of the conference. That would be a mistake. Captain, I give you my word. I am in perfect health. Even though I'm yellow. Then why must Saketh help to contain your emotions? What? So he doesn't know it's happening. No. Ooh la la. Is what the captain says true. No, Ambassador. 
Absolutely not. The humans lying, of course. Well, the humans can lie. Dumb Karen, human. Are you aware of this? Also, he's a dirty cop, so. <laughs> that guy's got no morals. He's got a dirty cop and a mobster as his team here? <laughs> That's right. Eric's really questionable. Using my limited abilities to strengthen your mental discipline. One might think your that I should be the one to bond with you in the next scene. That would not be wise. May not be wise. But it is necessary. That seemed to convince him. Leave me. I wish to speak with Captain Picard. Sir, I asked you to reconsider. Obey my wishes. There is nothing to fear. Except for this dirty cop <laughs> who works with me for some reason. He's going after Fletch, I think. I'm not sure. Cool, huh? <laughs> I can just tell him to go. Just go. I hope I've not embarrassed you. Hey, you can't do that on the ship. <laughs> you seem to forget, Captain, that I'm a Vulcan. I have no eager bruise. I'm not affected by emotional consideration. A little bit wordier. You are affected, sir. Far more than you realize. I am a logical being. Present your arguments. I will listen. There is an epidemic of violent incidents aboard the Enterprise. As we speak, the situation is worsening. And it is your hypothesis that I am the cause of these incidents. Well, the two yes. least qualified people on the ship told me My it chief were. medical officer has explored all other probable causes. I share your concern for your crew. However, you must agree that it is not unusual for a starship to encounter unexplained phenomena. That is correct. Therefore, since I can assure you that I am not the cause of your difficulties, the logical course would be to have your doctor continue the search. I do like the logic debate back and forth. I just don't think it's a great logic debate. It's not the but I greatest. I agree with you. I like the intention. It's not the greatest logic debate because you and I both agree that it is highly illogical <laughs> that they are just blaming this on Sarek. So let's observe it and operate under the circumstance that they know it's Sarek. Yes. Then it becomes a more interesting logic debate. But well, as it then, stands now, it's like, well, Sarek's right. You're crazy. That is what's fascinating about it is that we know we know, and Picard knows that he's right. And so then it's just how do you convince, you know, a high-level log logician, if that's what it's called. A logician, I believe. La, la. <laughs> a, a logician. It's what a logician. Is a logician? No, just a, a magician. Doesn't matter. Anyway, my point is, it's good. Uh, a Picardician. Picardician. <laughs> a chaostician. Oh, there you are again. Um, Hi, Jeff Goldblum. Hi, Jeff Goldblum. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Andy, did you get the astronaut part yet? <laughs> I wish it would that happened on air. Um, Do you know yet? I assume I didn't. Oh, because they've been shooting for nine months? Andy, I have to tell you, you I didn't get it. They've been they shooting for two years. Cast yet. They've been shooting for three years. The it, show's in season eight. I will say an odd You're part not of him. It, uh, <laughs> I'm not Pete Conrad. Astronaut Pete Conrad. Um, I think you look like Al Shepard, too. I don't know Al Shepard. Bring him up. Anyway, keep talking. My, my main point is this scene is... Mark Leonard is so good and Patrick Stewart 
is so good. And they both, I think, are the pinnacles of their era of style of Trek acting. And Mark Leonard comes from a, a, the more theatrical era. I think you look like Al Shepard. Look a little bit like Al Shepard. That's who I thought you were going in for. Al Shepard is the more, is like pushing me a little bit more handsome, and Pete Conrad, I think, is sadly a little bit more. Although I think Pete Conrad might have been on Apollo 14 with. No. (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to get all astronauts that look like me. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I'm just saying that they, I think in in watching the scene, which I assume we'll get to, like the two styles of highly theatrical but controlled, um, which I guess you know Patrick Stewart is also highly theatrical. Pete Conrad, by the way, not only is he a captain in the U.S. Navy, so you could ask him. Yeah, but Gemini Five, Gemini Eleven, Apollo Twelve, and Skylab Two. Yeah, man, that's a lot of missions. <laughs> Matt was agonizing about the length of the podcast before. <laughs> Oh no, you're right. I was agonizing about it, and now it's longer than ever. I don't have any problem with it, buddy. Oh, hey, this is Andy in but the scene. I don't have what's, to listen. What's to for it. lunch over there, guys? Is it? Do they have any sauces for it? Okay, can you get me a donut? This chair is uncomfortable in here. Uh, they have no idea what picture we're looking at. Cheers. Anyway, best of old Trek acting versus best of new Trek acting. That's my point. You're saying, I disagree with your statement. Therefore, Brian is here to tell you off. Brian, come out of the face group. Tell Andy how he's not a real actor. Brian, no. (laughs) God damn you, Brian. (laughs) After your arrival, is your entire argument to be based upon mere coincidence? Is it also coincidence that your wife and your chief of staff are carefully isolating you? Ah. I believe I see the flaw in your logic. You are reacting to their overprotective attitudes toward me. They are somewhat emotional concerning my age. Surely Sagath cannot be influenced by emotion. Am I to be blamed for the judgment of a child? Sagath is young and inexperienced. He erred in his assumption that I needed help. But you needed his help at the concert. Or is there possibly some other logical explanation for what happened that night? What happened? I saw you crying. I did not cry. I was there. I saw the tears. You exaggerate, Captain. I recall only one tear. So you were emotionally affected by the music. That is not possible! You still haven't answered my question, Sarek. Is it logical for a Vulcan to cry? It was late. I was fatigued. Nothing more. The Logarans trust only me. They will not meet with any other member of the Federation. I must be allowed to complete my mission. There are no other logical solutions. No other logical solutions? But, Ambassador, there are always other solutions. You have said so yourself many times. What I meant was that Sarek of Vulcan would there never be afraid of looking straight at something he did not want to see. I warn you, your efforts to discredit me will not succeed. Sarek of Vulcan never confused what he wanted with the truth. I will not be spoken to in this manner. I hear anger in your voice. It would be illogical for a Vulcan to show anger. It would be illogical. 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 You see what I'm saying? The old... The Sarek... Both of them amazing in the scene, by the way. Um, but I feel like Mark Leonard 
that's a, that's a performance, even though it's appropriate because he's he's supposed to be losing control. That I easily could see in original series because he was in the original series. This is what maybe. I'm saying. I'm saying that this is an interesting interface of new track acting and old track acting, and I think it works beautifully because they're both such skilled actors. But it's I'm just curious as to like what the school what like how would you describe old track acting? More theatrical, more but isn't more Patrick broad. Stewart very theatrical? He is theatrical, but I feel like Patrick Stewart comes from a different generation where it's it's more controlled. It may be more Shakespearean. I don't know. Emotionally but. controlled? Maybe mm. why someone might mind meld with Patrick Stewart? <laughs> I can't believe we got 12 minutes left of this thing. Is it too long? Seems like it would be. But I guess these are very long, dramatic Absolutely scenes. Negotiations. Captain, I think you did the right thing. But at what cost, number one? Come. Patty. I must speak with you, Captain. Let's go on How is the ambassador? Resting. You really did a number on him. I've come to ask <laughs> you to reconsider your position. About... You know that is oh, Sarek, yes. Sarek is a good man. He's given the Federation a lifetime of service. I beg you to let him keep the respect he has earned. He'll never lose that respect. Mendrosen and I never wanted to deceive you. But we did, so whatever. I'll see you later. Great pleasure, but there is nothing I can do. He took a payoff from someone. The mission can be saved. But he needs your help to do it. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> a mind belt. No, she can't Between help it. the two of us. But why him and not Sacketh? Do you realize the dangers involved in what you are proposing? Captain. Yes, I do, Ambassador. That's why I'm leaning up against this tub of jelly. <laughs> they also realize the potential. Oh, it's benefits. still there. We would be linked telepathically, sharing our thoughts, becoming, in essence, one mind. You would know all of my Which thoughts about TV and movies and books. Control you You'd know how in big. Time you can meet with my, never mind. <laughs> and conclude the treaty. It is a generous offer, but I must warn you. I know so much gossip. While I would gain your stability, you would experience the fierce onslaught of emotions unleashed by my condition. Vulcan emotions are extremely intense. We have learned to suppress them. No human could control them. They would overwhelm you. A mind belt can be a terrible intimacy. I cannot allow it. I'm aware of the risks, but it is the only logical solution. Oh, damn you, Picard! <laughs> Your courage honors me. This guy. That reminds me of the mind melding thing of like that's like one of my favorite scenes in um, Discovery is when Admiral Cornwell the Andorian and Sarek beam aboard the Discovery and Mind Meld like to with um, is it Burnham they might have? to see like where the hell they've been what the hell's going on you know what I mean like that it's just Sarek right that 
that Sarah does the mind meld. Yeah. 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 But like I, I like that. Movie. Yeah, that's nice. Like that, like just the instantaneous that exposition. Fucking, yeah. That uh, elite force, we'll call it Delta Force. What was it called? Elite Force. The game? Voyager, the video game. Yeah. Oh, we we were talking about maybe we would play that because I said, uh, why don't they ever make a good first person shooter for Star Trek? And Matt said they, they did. did. It's it called Elite Force, and it was on Voyager. Yeah, it was and on I the remember. Quake Free Engine, I believe. I would love to figure out if any if anybody if anybody smarter than us can figure out how we could play that on our Macs. Please let us know. It was a good story too. It's arcade. They had a big arcade version that was a two person, two seater. Maybe we just buy one of those. Can't say I <laughs> put it in your put it in your living room. I didn't expect that you would, Beverly. I don't suppose I could talk you out of it. I'm afraid not, though I do admit to a certain. Whenever I hear him say Beverly, I think of this. One of these twelve twenty-five a.m. No, it would be like one fifty a.m. twelve fifty a.m. sketches on Saturday Night Live, uh-huh. where Will Ferrell. It's like Will Ferrell, Chris Parnell, and Molly Shannon, and uh-huh. Will Ferrell is playing a doctor uh-huh. who is like just speaking nonsense to them, uh-huh. but then picks up the phone after telling Molly Shannon she's going to die of cancer, and picks up the phone and goes. Beverly, my old friend. Like it's just like this weird, weird sketch that I love. And every time I hear Patrick Stewart say Beverly, it this pops is an in my actual head. sketch. Yes. Oh, that's quite, quite a pull. Your company is much appreciated. Come. I almost nailed it. Yep. I see that you are ready, Captain. Doctor Crusher will monitor our responses. Sensible precaution. No peeking. Commander, the Lagarans are ready to beam aboard. Very well. Number one. Is their jelly ready? Please inform the Lagaran delegation that Sarek of Vulcan is on his way to welcome them. Yes, Ambassador. Boom. I take it the mind meld was a success. Yes. All went as planned. Is Captain Picard all right? Don't worry, number one. He's in here with me. The ambassador? I am myself again. It has been a long time. It's kind of a downer. No! It is. What is? is. I don't know. That Sarek gets to be himself again, and then it's going to go away soon. It's like flowers for Algernon. (laughs) It's like flowers for Algernon. (laughs) Here's what I was going to say to you. When I watched this, I was like, in the hands of any other person, this would be this would be laughable, yeah, ridiculous, totally, and I wouldn't buy it for a second. Yeah. But there is a moment where he crosses over, and you're like, "Oh, fine. I guess I just buy this whole thing." Yeah. And I don't. I, maybe it's this. I. Bedlam. Bedlam. No, I think it's when he's talking about Spock and Amanda. They're that is like, crazy. How effective that is. I'm so old. There is nothing left but dry bones. Oh my God! This is the worst version of the Picard series. Oh my god, is this what we're going to be looking at? Dead friends. 
it Worf, is... Worf with that Batleth in that comic book. <laughs> it is so weird that we that we saw that he's coming back and then are watching this episode this week with all that age and yeah. all this stuff. It's so interesting. This weakness disgusts me. I hate it. Where is my logic? I'm betrayed by... It doesn't even sound a little bit like... I agree. Like Mark Leonard. I want to feel... I want to feel... Everything. Thinking about Perrin. But I am... A Vulcan. I must feel... Nothing. Have some crackers. And ginger ale? (laughs) (laughs) Settle your tummy. A man. I wanted to give you so much more. I wanted to show you such... He's like, uh, this is a long shot of one take. But that is not our way. Long shot of one take. Totally. Spock. Cybok. Eh, Cybok. Michael? Cybok. That would have come out, yeah, the year before. I love y'all. I mean, dropping that single tear. Single tear in the long take. That's the that's the uh, that's the mark of a of, that's the the ultimate magic trick for an actor. Well, I mean, look, he's not just a magician. No, yeah, he's fucking Doctor Strange of acting. What? No, he's not. He's Sorry, Charles Xavier. Sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, Charles Xavier has real powers, you know, and Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, what doesn't have any powers. He's just a magician. <laughs> He's not, it's not illusion. He has real powers. He doesn't have any powers. He's just a magician. He bends. He bends dimensions and crap because he knows the spells. So that's all Doctor Strange is. Doctor Strange is not a does not have superpowers. He's a wizard. He's not a magician. Yes, he he's is a, a sorcerer. Yeah, sorcerer. yeah, yeah. Supreme. He's the best sorcerer. Yes, Sorcerer Supreme comes with lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickles. I could go for that right now. I could go for a Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> of the Sorcerer Supreme. Did you want that with should mayo or without a, mayo? Should we start a burger place and just name them all after different uh, comic book characters? Pretty sure people would come after us <laughs> legally. What are you talking about? Well, we'd be using other people's properties to name our food after. Oh, sorry. I can't have a burger called the Doctor Strange. <laughs> that is the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> Maybe we get away with Sorcerer's the anguish of the man. Can't believe that tear. Ugh, this guy. Despair. What a what a tour de force. <sighs> He's such a good actor. The Vulcan. I hope your journey aboard the Merrimack will be uneventful. I always love the way he said Merrimack because I grew up along the Merrimack River in um, Lowell, and uh, I always like saying Merrimack. Interesting. That's how he says it. The pressures of the conference behind him. I believe I can help him maintain his control until we return to Vulcan. What will happen to him then? The effects of Bendai syndrome are irreversible. 
medical research is always continuing, of course. Of course, I've been lying to you this entire time. How do you know I'm not lying right now? That's the last logic puzzle. One to beam out. Where's he going? <laughs> Mr. O'Brien, stand by for transport. Aye, sir. Do you think, uh, do you think, um, Calmini's even in that scene? Or is it just his voice? I think it's just his voice. I think you're right. Thank you, Captain. He loves you. As do I. Very much. I know. Empire Strikes Back. I've always known. <laughs> Good reference, Perrin. I will take my leave of you now, Captain. Also, why do you have this other old lieutenant? <laughs> what's what's, what's what is happening on the Enterprise? The old lieutenants on this ship. Have you not promoted any of them? <laughs> do not think we shall meet again. I hope you are wrong, Ambassador. We shall always retain the best part of the other inside us. Yours is the crazy part of me, actually. Peace and long life. Uh, It's actually... um, Live long and prosper. That's the response to live long and prosper. Why not just give it to Sarek to say first? I know you want him to say live long and prosper, so have him say it. Peace and long life? Oh, that's the response? Peace and long life is the response to live long and prosper. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Oh, there he is. He's back there. Getting his money. (laughs) I got in a fight earlier. Did you guys see that? Getting his dollar bills, yo. Well, Andy, there you go. That's Sarek. Is the episode of TNG. O'Brien's not in his dress, is he? No, he's not. He has a dress. I've seen him in his dress. Is that cool in that situation? You know, old lieutenant isn't either. Hmm. I don't know. Ask John Cooley. Also, why? John knows what the uniforms do. Yeah. And like what they look like and what they're made out of. Uh-huh. But I don't think he knows what Starfleet protocol is in the transporter room when the ambassador is beaming aboard. Well, maybe you should do a little more research, not sit oh, down no. on the job so much. Oh, no. Me? No, John John doesn't sit down on the job. Well, he does, because that's where he designs things. Saw <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of John this weekend. We did. I kept swinging by the Inovos booth. The, yeah. best, the best booth at the con. The, at the con. The con. Take the con. Con. Anyway, Andy, it's time to give this an MV of the C. Oh, you son of a bitch. MVC. Oh. That was pretty delightful, actually. That was uh, one that I lost track of from Anders Peterson, who was one of our presidents today, I believe. Really liked it. Um... Yeah, who's the MVC? This is a tough one. I guess it seems like it's got to be Picard, huh? Yeah, I mean, to hold all the brunt of that Vulcan emotion that is so... Wait a minute. Oh? No, it wouldn't be a crew member. What about Sackath? 
Sackett and Doe County. Although if we counted Tin Man, we gotta count Sackett, right? Was that guy a member of the acting as a member of the crew? Didn't we decide that he was, mm-hmm. or did we decide that he wasn't? I don't remember. Anyway, there's no one else. Look, right? somehow the I don't look. You could well, you could say maybe Data because he honestly sneaks it, out the it information. Should've, it should have been Marina. It should have been Marina who had this mind meld to handle the emotion. I mean, she's the one who points her Picard toward Perrin. And no, but Perrin I mean, like, in her. the writing of this episode. A hundred percent. It should have There's been so much Marina emotional Sirtis. stuff going on. And yeah. and this is, the pro- this is really, if anything, and I'm, I guess I'm about to get to it, but my problem with the episode is, uh, is the B-plot. Is that it's not... The B-plot of the Lagarins? No, the, uh, so I guess it's, I don't know, what, what is it? Is the Lagarins the I think it's the, the A-plot. The A-plot is the... Is this disease? That's the A plot. The Lagarins is the B plot. I think the A plot is Sarek and what's going on. I guess well, it's well, I'm tied in. It the disease, the but I guess this is the thing. It feels like it's almost a separate plot. What's happening to Sarek and how it affects the crew. And I don't. I don't know. The, it's just it, it feels like it's not tied together at all it doesn't feel like it's like the thing of the what's the name of the disease Berengi Bondi disease Bondi disease that that's explored fully but it is well I mean the fact that it exists but of the Bendai Bendai but the um, the why it's affecting the rest of the crew is completely unexplained no it's not is it it's the, that Sacketh can no longer control the um, why swings. But so why they're it? like unleashing because the Vulcans are telepathic. Uh-huh. So, you know, Sarek's tele- tele- telepathy is willy-nilly floating throughout the ship. I would have liked a little bit more... Of an explanation of that. Of an explanation. I would have liked a little bit more exploration of it. Well, they didn't do it. So what does that mean for your um, for your Andes? Let's find out. Oh, wait. We need to fully address the MVC. Oh, yeah. Or some other method of ranking. Sorry. Picard. It's Picard. Yeah. Thank you. We're working on it. Hey, we sure are. We really are. Um, Work's a strong word. So much to like about this episode. The Mark Leonard performance. Uh, Patrick Stewart's operating on all cylinders. Um, you get to see Wesley and Jordy almost punch each other out. Um, great, weird. You get to see a scene. lot of classic Trek fighting. Trek fighting in that uh, ten forward situation, reminding me a lot of the fight in the um, in the trouble with Tribbles when Scotty throws down with the Klingons. Yeah, for insulting the Enterprise. Love it. Like that's that fight, you know. Um, but I'm bothered. Look, maybe it's maybe you could say, oh well, it's it's is a Vulcan and they have telepathic abilities, and the, and it's implied that the telepathic abilities are out of control. I feel like we've seen no evidence in the rest of Trek that out of control telepathy from Vulcans, you know, is going to blow. Um, I mean, we've seen Spock freaking out in so many different occasions. Yeah, well, he's half human. I just feel like that should have been. He's half human. We never really spend a ton of time with well, then full you, Vulcans, except then for I think you Savic. Need, then I think you need to explore that in dialogue 
or otherwise. Or you know what? Make it part of the disease. You know who would have been helpful in this episode? Who? Dr. Salar. That's so true, man. So, so nice picture of Salar that I almost bought, and I felt like, what am I going to do with Why that? are you spending $30 on an autographed picture of <laughs> Of Salar. Susie Plaxon. Um... So, uh, anyway, so I'm going to take off some points for that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but that being said, so great to see Sarek. So great to see the Spock references. Oh, yeah. That's all you ever, I mean, that's all you Clinic wanted of when acting. you were a kid, when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was watching the show, and I loved the original series beforehand. All I wanted was. Did you love it beforehand? Yeah. You were already on board, and then you saw this. I was way on board with the original series. I thought series. your mother got you. And then I was like you, yeah. negatory on this TNG oh, and thing. and then your mother turned you around. Yeah. Good old Mary. By watching it more. Anyway, I give it a seven. Five. <gasps> wow, you went much lower than I thought. I, I, look, I mean, there are there's a lot to really like about this episode, as the, all the things that you went over. Yeah. But for me, I just think it's they. it should have been a two-parter. Yeah. They packed too much. They tried to pack too much into this episode. I almost feel the reverse. They didn't give the story enough time to breathe. I almost feel like... But, like, I'd want to see, like, this Bondi disease. I'd even like them to go to fucking Vulcan. That would have been great. To, like, talk to people about this or something. I would have liked more, somehow, more Sarek. What did you say, more five Vulcan. and a half? I gave it five. Five. Straight five. Yeah. That is interesting. It's for me that makes it this, and it's also just like this hard. There's, there's weirdly there is not enough happening. Yeah, but there should be more happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. The well, to me, I feel like told. more should be happening. It, I feel like they were taking a long time with all of these dramatic scenes, which were all really well done. Yes. But it's like plot-wise, it's just like, move it along, guys. Come on. Yeah. Um, and like, I get not seeing the Lagarins, but like, I'd like a little bit of something there. Yeah, I guess I... But I'd I, like a little bit more backstory on the Lagarin truce. I'd like a little bit like... Or not truce, but like them joining the Federation. I'd like a little more explanation of that cellist I want and more what he of was... everything. You I want... want more of everything, but there's too much of what there is. I that is the weirdest that. explanation no, I can I give for an episode. But like you. that's how I feel about it. And because of that, it's neither good nor bad. It's a five. But interestingly, and I think you said this about uh, the prior episode. I think between a five and a seven is a six, and I think that is about accurate. We are very good at that kind of a thing. But speaking of uh, fives and sixes, this is an episode that, for me, oh boy, you're in for a treat, Andy. Yeah. I am so excited to show you the trailer for Menage Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, uh, yeah. Vamp, quick. Menage Troy. I would guess that that is about Riker and Troy. Uh-huh. And if I was going to go by my mythology, then um, then Picard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in some kind of a, you know romantic face-off, um, or maybe it's like an enemy within situation where it's like a, an evil Riker trying to steal good Riker's girl. Oh wow, interesting. Let's take a look at the trailer and see what it reveals for Andy. Okay. Next time on Star Trek, The Next Generation. Transport 4, immediately. Troy and her mother are kidnapped by the evil Ferengi. Your telepathic powers could bring us both great profit. 
and a devious plan could rob them of their telepathic abilities. Give her to me. Now, Riker is the only one who can stop their deadly experiment. We have to help her. Get away from her. On Star Trek, the next generation. That looks like a crazy town one. Let me just say right now. Oh, this is kind of a fun thing to do. Okay. Not having critically gone through the episode and just remembering it from my previous viewings of the episode, I I feel like I'm going to give this episode an eight. We'll see. Really? Yeah. I really enjoy this I episode. I thought you were setting it up for being a No, weird I really one. enjoy this oh, episode. Wow. It, Interesting. it tickles me. Alright, we'll it's see. It's funny. Um And they never these trailers never showcase my favorite things about these episodes. But you don't think it's because they're saving it. You think they're just... They just don't know how to use it in a trailer. Right. And I also like how that guy says, The evil Ferengi! Uh, I will say, um, Riker's wearing a, a classic Buck Rogers-style <laughs> weird flowy satin shirt. Future Casual is so interesting to me. <laughs> As I was talking to Gersha Phillips about she's the costume designer for Discovery. Um, we I had a panel she was on, and I was just talking to her about like yeah how hard it is to do future casual and What'd i was asking about her it? about the design of the disco t-shirts that they were running in and the trainers that they were using and i think she's done a good job with that yeah the sneakers are weird the sneakers are nikes oh are they are they is that a cross promotion thing no oh. oh this is the other thing i was gonna say i feel like sarek in the uh in the TOS episode that we were looking at, you were saying that was different. That almost looks like a Discovery outfit to me. Uniform. Well, same era. Oh, yeah? I wonder if that's where they drew it from. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, guys, if you are joining us uh, next month in your president circle, this would be where we would re-enter the president's uh, circle uh, club here. And we would read the rest of the names. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. Since that's not what's happening this week, and we did all those names in the middle of the thing, and this episode's already a hoot, why don't we just uh, go ahead and transport out of here, Andy? How long will it be? Oh, so long. I actually have no idea how long this is, because we chopped it up a couple times. Yeah. And that means, uh, I don't know. Disengage. And by chopped it up, I mean we took breaks. Especially after my Facebook meltdown. Which you can hear in its entirety. I'm now leaving. Disengage? No, I accidentally beamed Andy back on. This is what crazy. Is happening? I'm What's so sorry, on? everybody. This is... make it... I'm trying to I disengage. Just... You won't let me disengage. I am sorry, everybody. I don't even know. Are we just beaming around the ship? Disengage. Oh, Andy, you're not oh, going to believe wow. this. I'm not... I, I'm we here. are in the arbor. You know what? <laughs> oh, is this... Is that the Arboretum? Yeah, it's really it's nice. nice. Oh, is that Wesley? Oh. I think he's on a date. Oh, my God. Look at him. He is. Oh, that, that uniform does not conceal a teenage boner. We better go. I'm not, I'm not dignifying this. This is the thing you don't dignify after all this time. Disengage? Yeah. 